Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Vialucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. I've got a new product. That's like people being homophobic who've never had anal sex. You can't knock it till you've tried it. No, I've had sugar. And so I said to you, I'm an ex-fat bloke, so that's I know. That's the day after Pride. That's, that's your Pride. Are relevant. we streaming? It's are we cool. live? We are, we are and live And we're now. down. And we're down. Um, okay. We always we always get rid crash of them because there might be some legal thing if I start saying stuff accidentally. Well, just don't just don't go into a rage on you. I'm doing this for people. This isn't for me. I'm the only one. I think it's a little bit people. more. You. Yes. But I'm the only one. Oh, God. Hello, everyone. By the way, hi. Well, you've caught us mid argument so uh, about a well-known. Um, I wonder if you're sweetie brand doing it from... to annoy me. No, I, but I you know go, right. when I was in Marks and Spencer's, yeah, other what... supermarkets are available. <laughs> I wasn't going. What's going to annoy you? It was that one because initially I saw um, some honeycomb chocolates, and I thought oh, that'd be some nice treat. But I thought I've that's had, not very those. podcast. Oh, you had those. <laughs> but I thought that's not very podcast friendly to uh, us all crunching whereas no. we can discreetly uh, no, well, no, not like discreetly gelatin anymore gelatin free chewy yeah. sweets yeah exactly but you know my, like, um, my, my thing of not eating those isn't yes. the sugar thing even though I say that's bad or whatever it's because mentally I have to know I've had an argument with the bloke about it so yeah. if I went against it and it loads you had now, an I'd argument be a bloody with hypocrite. Percy himself no, and he's saying it for kids and I said it's made no, it was called oh, I can't they even say the name but it was, I said that is not for adults and then we realised he had nothing to say, so he didn't get back to me after oh, that. Okay. Anyway, hello to uh, uh, to Ria. Hi. I guess oh, this week. Um, oh, can we attend to what we were talking yes, about? Yes, because initially, because Andrew I, has a question for yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, uh, hello and welcome. So <laughs> uh, we were coming up with a name for this episode. I think it's episode thirty-nine. Yeah. Um, and Good then it was going to be subtitled. I oh, know. <laughs> yeah. We thought long Good and hard. You've got more All that than, steps. more than Love Star it. Wars, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, we we were saying oh, but uh, not as many as the Fast and the Furious. So. No, that's true. Yeah. Actually, it's not as. Yeah. Was it you told me they're good films? No, I've seen twenty. <laughs> no, I've, I think I've seen twenty <laughs> minutes collectively of oh. like you know where it's just on in the background. Who told me they go into space? Was that Charles then? Yeah, is that true though, or is he just oh, tricking you? I don't know. They Are could they be longer going than to twenty s- minutes. The name belies. Yeah, it film. kind of feels like it's like gone in 60 seconds, and it was you know, and it was like it was, two hours long. Yeah, you thought well, same with same with speed. It's going. Why did that take so long? Yeah, that's quite. Do you, like, know, they, do you know a film that I saw the other night? What's no. a load of shite? I Sorry to bring it up, oh, I but I won't forget. I'm mummy about? about the Nazi because <laughs> that's quite. A, that's a good story. We should have started on that. Oh, okay. Because rather than the did arguing, you say the one about the Nazi? The yeah. one. The one. I meant to text something else, but I was driving, so I, I texted quickly. Nazi. <laughs> that was an abbreviated version of what I wanted to remember before I got fucking points on my license. Every once in a while, I get these random messages from Theo saying, uh, "Remind me to say about." Oh, and I forget them all. And there'll be something blank, and it will just be the supermarket. Rant but it's only because I was text uh, driving, so I put Nazi, and I really should have grasped myself out. It's up to you. Imagine if you got stopped using your phone and all he could find on your phone was the word Nazi. Oh, I delete everything. I don't know. But okay. So this is just showing that I'm having a go at myself. I'm not pretending. So it's my child brain. I saw something German related. The child brain that refuses to accept the the child sweets. The sweets. Oh, I'm a contradiction. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. But I was. This is my. So I'm just proving I'm not an art. Like anyway, (laughs) I I saw something German related. Okay. And my brain thought I've got to text quick because I'm driving. I shouldn't be doing this. I automatically thought Nazi. And it's only when I thought, oh, it's nothing to do with Nazis. All children make that association. Exactly. But it annoyed me. I thought, why did my brain go to that? Why didn't it go to sort Maybe of Maybe you were watching a wobble. Hello to any listeners. What was the film? So what was the film that you thought was a lot of shite then? What was I talking about? 
Oh, how did I get to that? Because you were talking right, about... Well, um, what uh, was the German thing? The Rocket Man. The Rocketeer? No. The, the Rocket the, Man oh, the about Ro- Elton John. Oh, the bio, what a load the bio of shit. Yeah. Film. And the thing is, I'd seen the other one. What was the other? Bohemian Prince uh, or whatever. Queen, uh, Queen. Queen song. Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And that was pretty good. And I yeah. liked that. But then I saw this one. I thought, I'll be the same sort of thing. That's just a pile of crap. Yeah, but Bohemian Rhapsody, right? He dies in the end. And the other one, you don't know. No, but he's still a prick Spoiler. now. That's the problem. Because you know he's an idiot. So, what's his name? Elton John. Yeah. First of all, in the film, he's not likable. At no point, he's a petulant child. And their worst part of why they justify him being petulant is his dad doesn't give him a hug. No, his dad rapes him. He doesn't, doesn't kick him down the stairs. He's, let, he's living on the streets. He's, the worst thing he does is he takes out one of his dad's records and his dad says, don't touch my records and put them back. And he wants a hug. And I think, on oh, that justifies him being a fucking arsehole for the rest of his life, throwing things at people. So the whole way through, I'm thinking... There's no good bit to him here. And then at the end, they con- uh, they make up all these other people coming in and forgiving him, and he, he forgives them. And you go, right, well, that didn't happen, but he's still an arsehole now. So you've just wiped the film. has got no arc to it at all. He's an arsehole, petulant arsehole, and he's an arsehole now. The film doesn't work. And then <laughs> what happened, I thought, this happened before. I was watching thinking, right, behind the curtain again, I was thinking, this it, there was no negative here to him his life it was always oh I've got a bad but yeah and it I, is what, a little and bit, I waited a little bit like he wins and what happened in the credits what do you think happened in the credits uh, people's names you find appeared? out he's gay no no I haven't seen it about four credits in at the end executive producer Elton well, John yeah, of course and I thought but the Queen you've done the, a film um, on yourself. But the surviving members of Queen, well, I mean, I think um, John Deacon is just uh, nominally an executive producer, but I don't the other two were producers. But it's because it was so bloody sycophantic, and I thought, oh, and then you've popped up. It was like, what was that fucking, uh, uh, who's the person development guru that's not a person development guru? Stephen something. Who's the tall fella? Anthony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Anthony Robbins is a tall fella. But he's supposed to be the person development bollocks, right? Uh, I'm going to go off topic. But the um, so he brought a documentary out. Uh, Yeah, we're going to get right. I'm going to stop here. Stop me after this. But he did the same thing where Netflix brought out a documentary. (laughs) And it's so, you want to throw up where it's about, it's supposed to be following him around. And it's called I Am Not Your Guru. Like, oh, don't. But it's, he funded it. Yeah. And you funded it. You're the one that funded the thing on you. It's a vanity project. And, but it's so sickening. Like, does that go, you're evil? How could you physically do that? How could you physically. Okay, then, so what are your thoughts on leaving Neverland? Because that was. I haven't seen it. That was. The yeah. Michael Jackson one, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was. Well, it's one of the Michael Jackson ones, but it was funded by the two boys. Well, not funded by, but it was but about things specifically have changed those since two that boys. One. Yeah, yeah. Since that, that paid pe- off. The things have changed because that's when people start dropping his records, isn't it? So what happened in that one? No, uh, it was the release of Leaving Neverland that really re- reopened it again. But everyone sort of knew things. What happened in that? Like, everyone was saying, is he, isn't he? Uh, well, I think for a long time there was, I mean, because obviously he faced accusations and then the yeah. parents parents always But something changed chaos, after that documentary. Uh, yeah, I think um, a few people dropped where they would use his image in branding and things. Yeah, they but dropped something. So what happened in that documentary? Why is that a thing? I, Why is I, I haven't just, seen this. So well, I can't speak for it. Well, because it was generally criticized for only showing one side of the story, which was the side of the story of the two boys that claimed that they were abused by right, him. Yeah. So it was an it was a partisan piece. Yeah. And because of the direction in which it leaned, it swayed a lot of opinion oh, right. because it didn't show So it's just a bit more and it's just collapsed. Well now, it only came from one side it came from So one can side you make them the guilty after they're dead? Well uh Jimmy Savile. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because enough people testify. But um, interestingly, in France, um, you can, uh, because in the UK and the US, um, slander and libel and things don't apply to dead people. So you can say um, whatever you want within, you know, uh, within reason and whatnot. But um, in France, that doesn't apply. So if you slander or libel someone, you can still be sued. So the um, all these this French fan group are suing the makers of the documentary and I think the two to the, the two chaps involved um they only want the equivalent of one uh, one euro each as a symbolic thing but they're suing them to say you've besmirched him and blah 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 this you is know. Michael Jackson yes it's wow. a, yeah yeah because they're they're taking because they say he's innocent and but and he's not here to defend so himself who's getting sued though the the who, producers the of the documentary oh and, okay yeah they're suing yeah. the producers so they're pro Michael there is one of his big fans. I mean, his kids aren't getting sued or something. Uh, no, you wouldn't sue the children. That's not their. Oh. That's not their thing. And Paris Jackson has said that uh, it's not for her to defend or apologise for her father. She's yeah. kind of. It's just, she has spoken out against that particular documentary, though. Uh, in has what she? way? Oh, against it. Okay, against right. it. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know what the other because it's Prince Michael. And I don't even know what he's supposed to have done. Is he supposed well, to I mean, I think there's uh, again. I haven't seen the documentary, but there was always idea that he molested ch- uh, children allegedly. Right, should we go, how are we getting this? We never we like a good, we'll have a good ramble. We'll have a good ramble. Anyway, right, to, let's say hello to the, the Nazi thing. Yes. So okay, what happened, this is a nice little later. story. Yeah. I shouldn't have kept saying Nazi, I should have said German. Yeah. So anyway, I accidentally just thought German Nazi, but it was the easiest thing to text. So I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't, I thought, like I said, Lederhosen or something, but it was a bit longer to text. Yeah, or just but I just accidentally went and that was my fault. But most on, phones would autocorrect away from Nazi, but you were kind of hoping so, yeah. Because he's, he's like, everything's a Nazi. But anyway. um, so on the way here, fellow on the bike. Yes. Right. Firstly, I'm not wearing a, um, a bicycle helmet. If I'm getting on a bike, you know, I'm not putting on a bicycle helmet. I'm not so fucking digging You don't want to like mess your hair up. No, it just looks stupid. Invent them to look better. Nice. Like a mo- I'd sooner wear a motorbike helmet than put a bloody bike helmet on. I'd, okay. still, I'd have less dignity with the bike. But anyway, fellow on the bike. Nazi helmet on. <laughs> he had an actual Nazi helmet. You know the metal thing and it's slightly longer at the back. Like the German soldiers would wear, the dark metallic grey. Yeah. Oh, did, thought, it the, uh, did it have the horn on top? Oh, no, it didn't have, one, but it had, it was, How did you know it wasn't a British sword? Because they, they all no, wore they hard the helmets. Same. No, they weren't the same. No, they were completely no, they, different. They, well, uh, World yeah? War II. World War II was the hard ones, yeah. yeah, and World War One was but the But I just thought, because I'm hoping he wasn't an actual, you know, he wasn't supporting the cause. But I just thought, Oh, that made me laugh. I thought, yeah, I get that. You're sort of mocking it. It's like what you said with that fellow in the Nazi jacket you were talking about or whatever. Oh, the, with the German army you, Yeah, jacket, if you're a yeah. student and you went, I get it. You're being sort of ironically yeah. fashionable. Well, it's just because they were cheap because they were army surplus. Yeah, but I just thought, oh, I like that. That made me laugh, made me chuckle. Yeah. Talking of laughter. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, I, I saw some videos of you um, and it made me laugh. And then I saw a second, which never happens. And then I saw a second video of you and it made me laugh. And I thought, Ooh. right, that's what I got in contact. And you stopped while the going was good, right? Because <laughs> it's that third one that lets everybody down. No. Um, do you know when you put your, your, your stuff on the internet? Yeah. Doesn't that kill you? Your jokes? Because now it's on the internet. Well, Isn't surprise that used to, part of You know comedy? what? That used to be the idea um, 20 years ago. If you were asked to do television you would those jokes would burn that oh, was that's it. you it. could You're never done. do them yeah, again yeah. because so many people would see it when right. you only had five television channels and you yeah. were seen by so many people that you needed to refresh right. now of course as an artist you should always be refreshing renewing mm. and rewriting nowadays though you'll find that people actually google a lineup even of unknowns they'll yeah. go i don't know who these five people are but they'll google them and go yeah okay i'll come and see them and i suppose so you have snippets. to have something right, of, snippets aren't they so you're not seeing the whole snippets, thing but it's also um i mean i i i put so if it's a televised piece, then 
and it ends up on the internet. Yeah. I can't control yeah. it anyway because it was already out yeah. on the iPlayer yeah. yeah. or whatever, you know, Comedy Central, whatever it was. But for myself, I tend to put stuff out there that I go, you are unlikely to see this. Right. If you come on a Friday night, you are unlikely to see this particular piece of work. The internet's great for pieces where the subtlety of it might be lost on a Friday night drunk crowd, right, but yeah. would be perfect for someone sitting in the office. Or I mean, on I the think the home. songs work well. As pre records yeah. because you can't you might miss a lyric and then whereas if Subtitles. you know if you've got the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also if you've got the noise of the crowd, um, then you can lose some of that. But Do it's... you think if you watched a stand up routine, right, and you thought yeah. it was funny, mm. do you think if you if you just read the subtitles, would it still be funny? Or is it the um, theatre? I think oh, it's uh it's a person I would say it's it depends on, on the person though. So some people are entirely funny off the back of who they are and their persona and everything yeah, and else. Some but some people write mic. jokes. Right, okay, yeah. And yeah, if yeah. you write jokes, then in theory it'll work written down without the person. So what about if I did stand-up, I had like sunglasses on, with the eyes... Oh yeah, bloody! With the eyes, yeah. Could you do comic, comic, uh, comedy um, with the, or the eyes too There much? is a gig called Comedy in the Dark, oh, where sake. it's purely based on, on your voice. And you, and, you know, so they put the entire room in blackout apart from the emergency lights. So you know, the emergency exit lights. Yeah. And they do it that way. Does that work? I am reliably informed blind people have a good sense of humor, so. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I should have asked a blind person. Do you guys <laughs> Oh, of course they do. Oh, just negated my whole... It just came full circle. Of yeah, I mean, obviously for sight, for literal sight <laughs> oh, gags, I've got to ask slapstick, somebody. Then, yeah, yeah, you, you, blind. Know, you know, you can't do slapstick. Uh, I think that would depend more on... Right, but then yeah. you also get what... Uh, what is but you it, had like, radio, uh, like old radio, didn't you, when you had comedy shows? Yeah, but then they're you not doing do. slapstick jokes. Radio 4 has yes. tons of comedy on okay. it. Yeah, you might get slapstick jokes, I suppose, in terms of sound effects, but in terms of someone getting hit in the face with a pie, that's not going to work on someone who can't see it. Right, so it would be written around the fact that well, there's you no... Might, but you I've seen radio going. shows where they just explain to the audience what they're holding up. Oh, I'm just mm, holding mm. up a yellow dress right now, and the audience in the recording can see it, and people at home picture a yellow yeah. dress. You know, yeah, it's not. I don't know what question I answered there. Was there a question? Uh, I, I don't think there was. I don't think there was a question or an answer. Well, it's discussion. It's yeah, 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 exactly. more discussions than. So we have uh, we have Ria here, Rhea who is I. a comedian. Now we had a mini debate about this because I just said oh, right, yeah. uh, for the title, I just oh, said Ria Lena. Is it Lena? It is. Yeah. It is Lena, right? Mm. Um, as I was thinking more like, is it Lina? Lena? Lina? Anyway, um, about how to should we, what should we subtitle this as? Because I just said comedian. And then there was a discussion about should it be female comedian or should it be comedian? Yeah. I, I've, I've sometimes right, I'm a bit I late e to the world, so really he's taking the buckshot for me. So I don't know what, what's the polite thing to say. Polite. Comedian was dropped about 10, 15 years ago. I think we moved I still away see it from cropping, it. I still see it cropping up every once in a while. But, but, but not politely. Oh, is it not? Is, no. it, used as a, is it used as a... Uh, oh, really? I mean, it's, it's used to indicate gender, isn't it? Yeah, It's exactly. a word That's that how, indicates gender. Yeah, but, yeah. Because I was saying, well, you wouldn't, ne you'd never say um, Russell Howard, male comedian. No, you just no, say no, Russell no, Howard, saying comedian. Put female in there. You don't have to put that in there, but comedian. Yeah, but Is again, I because I, I hadn't because you, I've, I've seen, I still see that every once in a while. It tends to be more like an old um, sort of print publication. You, you know what? It depends on the field. Like actors and actresses are yeah, all actors. Mm, yeah, they're yeah. just actors. But they're, no, you've got saying, best female. Have you got it still best female? Yeah, we do have gender uh, categories within award ceremonies. But what I mean is, is that that the move has been generally to say, "Why are you distinguishing it? We are yeah. all actors. That is our job. That is our role." We so you act. would say less awards and just get rid of the gender. Fewer awards. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is. I mean, now with the amount of trans awareness that we have, that's a much bigger conversation. Isn't yeah, because that's to the go. Thing why do we say, only have yeah. best male, best female? 
Because also you don't have, have best been... male writer, best female writer, best male no, writer. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not talking yeah. about male, female. It's the, yeah. it's the inferences of EN on the end of things. Yeah, I think I mean, it's nicer. Do you think so? Comedian, yeah, I think it's more empowerment. You know, the problem is, is it's connotations. The connotation yeah. is, is that we've right. had to make a different term from comedian yeah. so that you know that I'm what? Less funny, yeah. different? Why? Funny is funny. I think it just sounds nicer. I think that's why I like it. It's just a kiddie brain. It's a again. softer sound. Yeah, comedian. It sounds more. It works the other way. Like uh, lit, in the in the states now, you have the term Latinx, which is to refer to all people of Hispanic <laughs> it origin. Was Latino Latino. Latina. It was Latino. Well, no, no. Oh, if you're male, that? you're Latino, and if you're female, you're Latina. But yeah. then oh, women okay. were saying, "Why are we collectively being referred to as Latinos as right. if we're a group yeah, of guys?" Yeah, 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 so yeah, Latinx yeah. has oh, okay. come yeah, up to say okay. the group. In total, because the women didn't want to be lumped in with the men. Whereas in acting, everyone's like, stop differentiating. Stop calling me an actress. Don't call me a comedian. I'm a comedian. Right. An actor. There's no need to distinguish. Yeah. My, for me personally, my gender is clear. I think I don't okay. know that anyone's walked in and gone. <laughs> hey. Just chaos. Just, you might have to shut them doors, brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, so what is it now? So it's comedian. Yeah, just comedian. But you weren't always, well, you were sort of, I, oh, there's Hello. a doggy in here. Hey. Hello. Um, for those uh, <laughs> listening, we have it because we, uh, we share offices with a company that works in, like, I don't know, yeah, stuff. whatever. Dog meat. We'll say dog meat. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not. No, that's not true. Yeah. Is that why I'm here? <laughs> why, why would you? Are, you we never doing see a, guest are we doing twice. a tasting? Are we doing? No. Okay. no, no. I've never eaten dog, actually. I don't yeah, that's know. not where I was going with it, but it's interesting yeah. that you went there. His, <laughs> first, his first thought was, I'd eat you. Thanks. Um, so it's comedian. Yeah. No, it's comedian. Like, comedian. comedian. It's comedian. Yeah, we're just that's going it. Comedian. For everybody. Um, we decided it would be more polite to drop stand-up comedian. And it's just no, comedian, we didn't say uh, stand-up. We didn't say that was polite. It was just more because you also do stuff on telly. And yeah, you so do. it's comedian. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. I mean, I think sta stand-up comics, though, can can do... Everyone kind of accepts stand-up comics end up doing everything. Right, I mean, okay. you know, Eddie Izzard, he's been in some very serious drama. You yeah. Know, um, uh, Billy um, Connolly, didn't mm -hmm. he? No, I mean, so drama, from, yeah. from stand-up comedy, people tend... You know, writing, directing, mm. producing... Right. Film, you know, yeah, okay. They go to everything. So stand up as a route is not an insult in right, any okay. way, shape, or form. But it's very rare. It's interesting that often stand up comics. But it is are... a very specific right, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. subsection. It's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. That stand up comics seem to be able to go outwards and do more things, but it's very hard for someone. Uh, it seems very difficult. It's, it's such a specialist thing that people don't tend to be like, oh, I was a serious actor and now I'm a stand up comedian. And so often you see people do that and then they dip bomb, don't they? <laughs> Uh, I think even Stormy Daniels has uh, turned her hand to... Oh, the uh, Trump chick. Yeah, the, the, the Trump chick. Is That's that? all I know. Of. What um, else is she well, She's a porn star, isn't she, I believe. Is that right? I don't know which one. Well, now she's an orator. Be now she's what, sorry? An orator. An orator. Orator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not take the easy. She's uh, done what a lot of... What's happening now with this this pop culture of, you know, with YouTube and, and internet fame? Is that someone like... Stormy? Stormzy? Stormy. Stormy, Stormy. Yeah. yeah, not to be confused with Stormzy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Stormy is, you know, she has gathered a following and everything else. So what I believe she's done is written what we would term like an Edinburgh show, a one-hour show mm. that is humorous in its telling and therefore is is booking comedy club venues. What? Around the US. But she wasn't a comedian. Yeah, but, okay, but 
If yeah, you look at the way that Edinburgh works, you will often go and see a one-hour show from a celebrity that you know, and it will be entertaining and funny to watch, but you never knew them as a comedian, but you'd still go oh, to their okay. show, and but I think is that similar. Not, is that not rude to actual comedians? Do you not think, oh, look at them coming along here? And... I, I know that there's been argument about it on Twitter, about whether or not she should suddenly be one of the few female headliners that yeah. are playing in certain yeah, clubs where other women out. aren't. Yeah. Um, where do you fall on that? It's a tricky balance because if she's selling tickets, you know, you've got a comedy club that needs to sell tickets to stay alive. And if her being there one week means that it can survive mm. another week to book somebody else. Yeah, you've but before go. you know it, you've got McDonald's signs up. Like, where do you stop selling your soul? I thought Edinburgh and Fringe was for like the new, you know, trendy people. If you're going to just stick a celebrity in there, then stick a McDonald's well, in there as well. Edinburgh, I mean, I remember when I went in 2003 – uh, that my next step was to do an hour. And I went, there's no point in me doing an hour when Jimmy Carr is selling out right. 800 seats a night. Yeah. And that was in 03, 04. It's like, that's 800 people a day right. that were selling out Jimmy Carr. Yeah. And he was a celebrity at the time. He was going, and that's, it's gotten even bigger. It hasn't shrunk since 2003. It's grown mm. every year upon year. Upon year. I thought it's it was not for like up and coming talent. Is it not? Is it? Is it? Is well, it, it was once fringe, as is, yeah, that's as what it I mean, is yeah. called. It was fringe, but so now, now it's moved back in. Very, very. Much it's like Burning Man. Person. You've basically got companies down there now. I've just ruined the whole bloody atmosphere. I think it's Burning Person. Oh God, I forgot. Yeah. I've got to catch up. I've really got to catch up. <laughs> is it actually Burning Person? Or she just <laughs> that'd well, be amazing. Oh, so I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I would have been referring it to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> shouldn't have told you again, should have waited yeah. for the next time you just went I've been but the I would person. say if I was a, a comedian <laughs> i say no it's for them it's for people coming up don't take money at them you're fine yeah I did uh, yeah because I've never been um, it's one of those things you always think oh I'll go next year I'll go next year and then you know you're dead um, and uh, oh god it happens to me all the time yeah exactly you're just like oh, I'm how many times again. have you died and I thought exactly. I should have done that <laughs> um, yeah uh, but yeah, I assumed it was sort of a mix, but you're saying it's more. Oh, it is a huge swung. mix. Of course, there are people that go up there and 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 are cutting their teeth mm. in stand up, in acting, in everything. I mean, it's a fabulous festival. And it's are they getting so paid? Many... Hmm. Oh, you've oh. just opened a big can of worms. No, one of the issues lately is that the only people losing out are the artists. That every well, yeah. and and the punters are obviously expecting to pay to go there. They're paying for their accommodation, their food, and their tickets. But uh, they're paying but... to see Jimmy Carr. That's not free. Uh, ideally, among others, and and you will you will meet the full range of of audience members at the fringe. You will meet those that go. You know what? I want to see what I can't see elsewhere. I want to see the yeah. unknowns. I'm going to go into right. the free fringe. I'm going to walk into a venue and just say, "Tell me what's on," and see that show. Yeah. Then you've got people that go. I don't really want to take a risk. I don't have the money to risk it on somebody. I don't oh, on an unknown. Well, yeah. So you're going to get the full gamut, but. You know, the Free Fringe is there now and the Free Festival. And these are two um, organizations that uh, uh, provide a structure and a framework in which unknown comedians, but not necessarily not professional, but unknowns in the big scheme of things, can put on their shows for relatively cheaply, collect a bucket at the end, and then, and in that way, try and recoup some of their costs. But generally speaking, the artists are the ones that, yeah. that lose and is it a the limited, most money. Is it an official limited amount or can you just if there's room up in somebody's attic you could do a comedy show there it's like do you have to apply for it yeah is there like I, a licensing or something uh, or? I believe that then you know quote, please comment if I'm wrong but I believe that the French society you just register your venue with the French so you say hi I'd like to register this venue because okay. we've had cab cabs have been registered as venues oh, right, on the inside yeah, yeah, of a yeah. cardboard box you know for very special performance art things like that and do you, and do you perform at Edinburgh sort of I every year I have done um, I am on a hiatus I did six years in a row oh wow five solo done. shows um, and now I'm I'm paying for it. 
<laughs> so I'll go back when that's paid off. But so no, I'm not so going back. When is it? It's every year, is it? It is every year in August in Edinburgh. You never been up there? I thought I'd see you up there. No, I mean I've been to Edinburgh a couple oh, of times. Okay. I've never been for the festival. Oh, cool. Again, yeah, I've been yeah, to. Yeah. I've been to see. Yeah, I mean it's a wonderful, wonderful place to go. Yeah, I'd lo- I mean I love the city. So. um yeah, I, again, like I said, I have genuinely always meant to go, and it's just, it's, oh, I'll go next year. Maybe next year I will go. Have day. you, um, so the, 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 I like details. So, what was the day before you ever thought about doing comedy? Like, what, what was that day that tripped over and you thought, did you see a special or somebody comedy special or? No, I was at university. There was no you were funny. Special. Oh, you're quite funny. No, no, no. We, I was at St. Andrews, which is, um, very remote and oh, yeah, it something experimental pathology you studied. I did. Yeah. Wow. Well remembered. Yes. I was doing a IT or something. A or bachelor's in experimental pathology at mm. St. Andrews. Later I did a master's in forensics. Ah, okay. But at the time so I was doing that and um the I think it was called the Dead Parrot Society, is the Comedy Society of St. Andrews. Oh, okay. And because we were so cut off, and this was before the internet, not you know before mobile phones, mm. so there were people who didn't have their own computers, so they were having to go to the computer lab at four in the right. morning and type up their essays. Handwritten essays were still acceptable if you came from a community that didn't have computers, i.e. some of the more remote Highland Scottish villages. Yeah. These kids didn't know how to type or use a computer. They were allowed to handwrite. So uh, I remember... They came up to me in the street and said, oh, we're going to put on a comedy night because they'd put on, a, you know, they'd done improv, they'd done plays, they'd do and all sorts of And was this within the town itself or with, or just within the university? Like it was, in, I mean, the both. venue was a wine bar in town, but it was a university of for university okay, yeah. students. Like the, the town gown divide at St. Andrews, was, there was never going to be a local at that gig. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we had our haunts. We had the bars that were student bars that survived on our money until the golf kicked in, in May. Um and they came up and they said, hey, we're going to do a comedy night. Do you want to do a slot? And I was like, Maybe. But that's a strange thing to say. Have you, had you done acting or any? I was involved in drama. Yeah. No, I was, uh, yeah. I, I, I was so you, uh, an Ambram child. Yeah. But to say comedy, that suggests that they assumed you'd be funny. Or does it not work like that, no? Yeah, it was for anyone to give it a go. Okay, so like an uh, so true open mic just cut, turn up and the, no it's a student event run for students by students like it's you're 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 picturing a world that's you're picturing a very like saying open mic that is where the world is now okay right, right. but we're talking <clears throat> years <Yeah>. ago <laughs> six months ago we're talking six we're months talking, ago i just yeah. just graduated but if somebody yeah. come up uh, to you said oh, i'm gonna do a comedy night i go well i'm not a comedian nobody what, what? was though that's the whole point but nobody at st andrews is a comedian what they should yeah, because they were the comedy society, so that was what they put on. The drama society would put on maybe a, a reading. No, the poetry society would put on a poetry reading. And said, they came to loads of people. Okay, so they, like, they didn't. They, they didn't they, track me so down in like, the street as a as a group and just you, go. You will perform on our night. No, <laughs> I mean the vending machine. It was it was just like anything else when you go around getting volunteers for something. Right, hey, okay, we're running right. a fate. Who wants to volunteer yeah, on the tombola? I understand that or something that was acting, but I thought comedy must be a specific. You've got to be funny. We went press ganged into it. You could have said no. I could have said no, and I'm quite sure many people did right okay then there were a number of us that said yeah and how did you first what was the first thing you did that was had humor to it on uh, in a performer <laughs> okay again we're talking years <laughs> ago um i can't remember i i did so we did it one year and then we did exactly the same event the next year yeah. and i was the only woman on both nights and i don't remember which set was which i know that in one of the two sets i talked about how strange it was that the eu uh would control the shape of fruit Right. As you know, uh, well, not for much longer. Yeah. Nope. Bring back the bendy banana. <laughs> um, you know, like I remember it was because 
bananas couldn't be too bendy. Strawberries can't have more than two or three points. You know how a strawberry can have one point or two points if it's square, but it can't have more than no. that? Oh. Cucumbers can't be bendy. Um, and then one of the other things I talked about was, and this is very specific to women, but often you would go into the women's at the time and you know, you'll have a row of stalls and women will always look at at least two or three stalls before picking one. It's not just, I'll just go into this one. No, no, no. You got to go in, you got to look around. Does the lock work? (laughs) You know, well, it's it's not even that. It's just, what's the state of the toilet? Cause so often you sit down and find out too late. There's no toilet paper, but um, you know, you check two or three stalls and it was, I remember the joke was you're checking this one. That one's a bit dirty. That one's a bit dirty. The toilet seats up, the toilet seats up. Every so often there's a, there's a stall in the women's (laughs) where the toilet seat is up. Yeah. Never thought of that. Yeah. Someone vomiting me. Maybe. No, uh, you'd want it down. No, would you not want it down? I don't know. It was just, okay. you know. Well, yeah, get it, at the yeah. time, it was totally hilarious. So when did you start? No, it is. There's good reason for it When did you start to think about it? What, like the comedy thing? Uh, seriously. So I did those two events at yeah. uni. And then when I moved to London, I wanted to act. So I was always oh, okay, interested right. in acting. So, yeah. I'd done National Youth Theater. Oh, excellent. And <clears> it became... Uh, quickly apparent to me that as a a Filipino with an American accent, that there were not that many castings available for my type. And having done comedy twice and it had gone quite well, I thought, "Mm, actually, this might be a better way. Then you're known for you. And people go, oh, let's get Rhea in rather than, oh, where could we find a Filipino American? Um, And so because those two had gone well, I was like, oh, give this a go. Where's your, what's your uh, heritage? Uh, So my mother's half Chinese. Oh, well, that's yeah. it. Is she? Yeah. So you're only a quarter. Yeah. Wow. But strong everyone, in you. Yeah, but everyone thinks strong like in this one. Somewhere where there's hummus. That's where people always think I'm from. So. <laughs> somewhere where, the, where there's no, hummus. I can, no, I can, see, I can see the Asian in you. Although yeah. you, I can't see the Irish. So you're going to have to explain that. Uh, well, half Irish and half Greek. Greek. There yeah, we go. There's okay. the one. <laughs> yeah. uh, somewhere where there is hummus. <laughs> <laughs> is hummus Greek? Is that Greek? Is this going to be a Turkish, uh, Greek I don't like to bring up Greek and be a, Turkish things. You can be see the little barrier between the two of them there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> wait, where, so where are you guys from? <laughs> Turkey. Oh, wow. There'll be a little soldier walking across there. <laughs> right, let's get on. And what is this table? Cyprus? What are we doing? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. This is getting Malta? heavy. It's getting too soon now. Um, so when we, we, what was your first proper comedy gig? Where you thought, oh, the, um, um, this is a career uh, thing. So I moved to London after I graduated. Yeah. So those two gigs. Then I moved to London and uh, someone I'd met at the Fringe. So my first Fringe was was the summer I graduated. I'd written a play and the, oh. Um, oh, wow. and the university funded it for Edinburgh. And it went to Edinburgh and someone came to the play and really liked it. And he said, oh, I live in London. Come down to London. And I said, oh, I'm doing stand-up. You'd already seen me in this play. And he said, I'm having a birthday party will you come and perform at my birthday party? And I went, yeah. So oh, this yeah. was my first, so it was a private gig, yeah. but it was my yeah, first yeah, course, playing yeah, yeah. to strangers yeah. gig. And the other two people on the bill was someone called Danny Buckler, who is still a friend today. He's a magician. He's like, I was guessing the name rings a bell, but I can't yeah. place maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, no, he, he's, he's popped up and about and he's, he's done various things on, on channel five. And um, he was a comedy magician when I first met him. Now he's a comic very skilled in both areas so he can separate them. But at the time he, he did them together. Okay. Uh, and he actually introduced me to my husband. Oh, okay. So he has a lot to answer for. <laughs> and then, uh, how so, many people was it to that, that, that party? Uh, it was 10, upstairs 15? in a pub. Uh, no, I would have said about 25, 20, okay. 25 people. So it was Danny Buckler who I'm still friends with today. Myself and Steve Merchant were the three on that. Cake. Oh, okay. Um, so that was my first 
public gig. And then that was October. And then in the November, my... So Steve Merchant as in... As in Stephen Ricky Gervais. Mer- yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Just never heard him called Steve. Is this a, oh, is this a showbiz? Steven. Yeah, Stephen. is this a showbiz thing like Bobby De Niro or you know, something? Steve-o, Steve-o. Steve-o. You know, Steve-o. So it was three of us. And then in November, actually, he was also at that gig as well because he was still gigging on the circuit. Yeah. He was very, very uh, visible on the circuit at that point. And then in November, I'd convinced my... So I went to UCL. I moved to London, went to UCL to do my PhD. And I can, and there was a gig running at my... Um, at the, what do you call it? Student Union... And so I was like, yeah, I do stand up. And I convinced them to give me a little open spot. And he oh, was headlining yeah. that gig. And then at the end of it, you know, there was a woman there who said, hey, I run this club. You should come and do my new my new act competition. And it, from there, so you meet one person and then they yeah, say, yeah. and then it goes from I ima- there. I imagine there's probably a lot of instances where there's people sort of, I guess, talent spotters, scouts, and things yeah, like that with yeah. comedians. Because it's not um in the you know in the way that film work where you can watch a film and go, oh, who's that person? Mm. You know, and, and 20 people, you know. However, many dozens of people and agents and whatnot, and they're receiving submissions. I suppose you have to go. Is that very common that there are? That was, but again, it's not the same anymore. So, whereas in, you know, whereas at the turn of the century, Time Out was the Bible Mm. for all of comedy. You go to Time Out, every single gig is listed the telephone number to call for tickets, the telephone number to call for gigs. It's all there. Who's going to be on the first time you're big enough on the bill to get listed in Time Out? Right. I'm published. Yeah. Um, That, so. So from that point of view, I suppose if you went to a night and went, I wonder who was on, you could buy Time Out and go, oh, okay, those were the names. Okay. But now with social media, it's it's almost impossible to be hidden because right. every gig's going to advertise, every gig's going to tweet and Instagram and Facebook, like your entire calendar. People is can't, you can't film at a comedy club, can you? No, not oh, not okay. without Unless getting told you, off. You, you want somebody to film, you can. Oh, well, I can film myself. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is, it, is it easier to... Um, uh, do comedy to a smaller group or a big group where it just becomes a group rather than faces it's not as simple as that you can have a wonderful gig to two people who want to be there and in edinburgh i think we've all had that gig where (laughs) so often people will cancel what you're getting back it's exactly what you're getting back you can play a corporate to 600 where they're sitting around round tables nobody knew you were coming they don't really want you there you you know you're you're sitting you're standing on a stage in a hired hall they are across the dance floor there's no connection that can be horrendous. <laughs> it can be absolutely horrendous. I mean, and you know, when it's it's down to you know, you can play a large corporate and do more, you know, to hundreds of people and do more damage to your brand than right. playing yeah, to a yeah. room of ten people yeah. I, um, who follow you on Twitter and then you know. I went to a film screening once. It was a film I was in, involved in by. Um, uh, it was the quote unquote premiere or something, a bit glitzy thing, but it was just the first time it was screened. And they had a stand up comedian there, which I thought, like, oh, that's a novel thing. But I think no one kind of knew to it. No one said, oh, and there's part of the celebration, you know, it, that's probably more what it was. It was like, hey, we managed to pull this thing off for, you know, 50 quid and we made a feature film. But um, no one knew he was there. I didn't know he was there. Um, so I just happened to like poke my head around and you could see he, he was kind of making jokes about how badly the gig had gone because everyone was just there to get there. You know, come. Uh, most people were turning up late in staggered groups. They weren't sitting, they right, were standing yeah, around. Yeah. Obviously everyone's going, mm. oh, hey, I haven't seen you since we wrapped or I haven't seen you since the auditions. You know, everyone's trying to catch up and grabbing drinks and stuff. And he's just there like, so anyway, I was at this, <laughs> you know, and you just thought, oh no. Has it ever crossed your mind? What, to do what? Uni comedy has ever popped up? So uni comedy? Like when you've been at uni or something? Has um, ever popped up some society? No, we did... Uh, I'm trying to think what... Where were you at uni? I went to Sussex Uni. I did do a media degree. Right. Yeah, yeah. So just on the outskirts, yeah. Um, so I did a media degree, but we didn't do... We had to uh, do a little bit of performing, 
uh, in the in the just in some of the practicing for like short films and stuff. So it was okay. like, oh, this is you doing a bit. So you would have take basically essentially take turns directing each other. Okay. So you would have to do performing them, but no, because I can't so act. Done, yeah. No. Um. So I could see you a little comedian. A little comedian. You oh, got the hair for it. I've got the hair for a comedian. And you're quite likable. So you got that sort of you know you're, you're like you're a likable person. I do. Shall I dim the lights? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Do you need a room? Yeah, I know. I feel on the way. Yeah. Oh, no, I could see him presenting children's programs as well. He's just a nice bloke. Right, fair enough. Right. Do you know what I mean? He's just okay. got that thing of, it's good you sound like a You sound like an old woman, I mean, being introduced as your granddaughter's. <laughs> oh, he's such a nice boy. Giving compliments here. It's because we normally, we argue. Last week we had an argument, even though we were agreeing with each other. What was that about? That was about UFOs, about alien life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you had to, maybe. The thing is. To... What do you both agree then? Uh, well, we both agree. Basically, we got into an argument because I was saying that I wasn't 100% convinced that aliens had been to this planet, but I believe that there is somewhere out there alien life. And that was the thing. And we were kind of, but we kind of got, we were chasing. saying they're out there, but that we haven't seen them. Well, if they're out no, there, then why we might we have seen, seen them? Yeah, we might have seen them. Yeah, I can't remember. So, what, listen yeah. back to the UFO Because we might not be advanced enough. They might be like, ugh, we don't want to bother. This them. is my thing. There's yeah. 14, I'm telling them, there's 14 billion years. What have we done in 200 years? After a thousand years, <laughs> we're, they're invisible. I oh, think no, I you're, under, you're undervaluing evolution. There. Uh, no, no, I'm on the side of evolution. What I'm saying is, if you, I don't want to follow human chronology, but I'm just saying, if you just look only at what one we've of done, us is a master's in PhD. If, if only one, if if if, anyone, if if what we've done in the last couple, my point is, look, the amount of time that's in front of us, or backwards for the, the evolution to have happened, after a few hundred years, we can't even see them. So stop saying they're not like, mm. it's irrelevant. You're an ape. You, you don't even know what's out there. Yeah, I know, I'm agreeing with you. But but what we got, we got into a round then we were was agreeing. the fact of, don't worry about you seeing them or not. Just yeah. know that, that civilization has been around for that and mm. it, there's bloody miles of it. So it must have been somewhere out there. And to yeah. say that in all the vastness, on top of the time, that, well, no, we so no I'm not getting brought into the traffic. I got no, trapped. My thing is, well, was like you agree with me then, yeah. then, it's not unreasonable to go, no, yeah, not. they're probably around us now and you just can't see them. Yeah. And bloody scientists going, well, this takes this long to cover a distance. You go, what are you talking about? They're not covering distances. They've gone past that. But they're bloody idiots. Yeah. That's what I said, scientists with a small s. They're not scientists. If you think like that, you're an idiot. You can't. So you actually, are, you actually I'm, are a scientist I'm, per se. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not clear what your point. Who's they? Because you've just gone just they the, for everybody. Me, the, the scientists are out there on the TVs and they have to Plus listen to them talking about there aren't aliens because it takes too long to travel. And you go, there's 14 billion years of evolution. You can't see them. They, if they don't want to be seen, they're not going to want to be seen. The problem. Okay, with, so you think they're out there? Yeah, but that. So you're arguing against those that say... Firstly, that they exist and right. that they visited here. It's two different arguments. So right. The first one Got is it. they have to exist because it's 14 billion years and with the emantic space, that means they're not popping up on... Um, uh, they're going to come down to the presidential... So you're saying the chances that other life hasn't evolved is smaller than the chance that it has. Yeah. Right. And Got then it. there's another argument of mm. whether they visited us or right. not. Now, the problem, to always come back to say, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. My problem with my own argument mm -hmm. is if they are that advanced in the 14 billion years and all that, and they can do what they want and all that, why did you leave the bloody UFOs here? Why don't you just, Nick, why did you leave them here? What <laughs> UFOs? Uh, the alleged UFOs. Oh, so in we did Area a documentary 51. about the guy that came out is recently, who's been saying stuff since the 80s. Right. And now all the stuff that he was saying that he gave up on is now coming to light. 
And he's saying, basically, I've fucking been telling you, and I don't want to be talk about it anymore because I've been so, telling you. Th- so for, he's been vindicated on certain things. So, for example, he, he'd he said at the time, oh, they've got these, instead of doing, you know. Oh, you were going to have to send me this link. Oh. Yeah. Instead so you can doing, watch it on YouTube. Yeah, send me doing, this link. Send it. Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob but it, Lazar, it was, for example, it was things like, oh, you know, they're saying, oh, wow, how they did. And he said, oh, they've Scanning got these scanners and they scan the bones in your hands because those are unique to you. Yeah. And everyone went, no, that's bollocks, that's sci-fi well, then they nonsense. And then they've come out. Shown that those do exist. And he was, I think he was talking about gravitational waves. Wait, yeah, that sca- hand scanners exist? Yeah, these scanners that scan your body. No, as ID, instead of our iris. You, they oh, so in other words, you. he was saying that your hands are unique, and now we've yeah. proven that they are, yeah. like, but like that fingerprints. But they also have these scanners to do that. Well, so. in the documentary, yeah. he shows him a photograph, of yeah. and, he goes, and he smiles, and he goes, oh, wow. Well. And he goes, yeah. yeah, so I was saying that. But there was also... Um, the, the, the gravitational yeah. wave thing he was talking about. But the about government that. did try to erase his existence. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The British government or uh, the, the American? US government, yeah, yeah, sorry, this Always is. the Americans. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Always. But you're, you were born in Britain, is that right? I was, High Wycombe. High Wycombe. High Wycombe. Oh, so what happened? Where, what's your, where did you go after that? You, you went up north just, or you moved over No, we went to California. Oh, okay. Was oh, that for, right. for work or what was it? Um, yes. So it, every move that we made when I was a kid was my parents' jobs. I thought you were about to burst into some police there, but well, I remember going to California. Um, so I was dating somebody out there, and it's the only time in the whole ten years of putting together the company that I nearly jacked it in and thought I'm going to be a surfer. I could take the easy route here, mm. and I nearly did, man. And I feel bad for even what was the even, what of, was the easier route? So I'm working as a bouncer at the time. Okay, yeah. there's no company. There's five people instead of thirty. I'm struggling. Everyone's telling me you can't do anything. You don't know what you're talking about. You're on your own. I've been banging my head against the wall, telling them I've got to do it. And then I was out there and then it's like, it's fresh air. I mean, people, it's easier. You don't fight against everyone to want to do anything or get off your fucking ass and do something. And I was there for that first day and I've worked at amounts of three days before getting punched and spat out blood and all that. And I'm there on the beach in Malibu and a guy pulled up. It was, um, there's like a cove and there was, I think it was a dry cleaners he went into and it was a Bugatti Veyron car. And I looked at him, I thought, right, he's definitely in the media. I can see the way he's smiling and moving. Mm. And I thought, shall I say to him, look, this is me. This is, I'm a piece of shit. This is what I'm trying to do. This is what it is. I'm in London. The, the, he's just pissing in the wind. This is the first day in America. I, I kept off from coming to America because I thought I wanted it to, I have to earn my right to be here. And I'm here for the first day and you've pulled up in a, a million pound car Tell me whatever I need to do, and I will follow your word. I don't know if you want to say that to a bloke with a lot of money. No, well, no, I, mean, I would have put it. But I just thought, listen, I've got nothing. I'm, I'm not, this is my Tell life. me your secrets, and it was Tony I Robbins. Said, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, no that, do you know what? Of all the companies I've contacted, it showed up that two types of people didn't ever get back to me. Usually, because I was emailing thousands of yeah. people. One of them... Well, so the two different industries. One was the etiquette industry. So that's nice. That's a bit ironic, isn't it? Yeah, a bit ironic. Yeah. So I've said about that and um, a couple of times. And I, I'd go back and email them as somebody else. And then they'd email me. Go, oh, so your etiquette is picking fucking choose. Who would you email back as like? Oh, just some count. BBC, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. and they'd go, oh, suddenly get an email back. Even though I've emailed you three times politely. I mean, that's, that's mail fraud, I think. Oh, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll stand up for it on <laughs> social principle. Depends what just, B, B and C stand for. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> either one would fail. But so, uh, and the other one was personal development. None of them ever got back to me. And I thought, oh, why? Because I'm telling the truth and you're full of shit. In fact, a couple of years ago, that made me laugh that everyone went to an Anthony Robbins, um, whatever they call them, 
and uh, walked across the coals and all burnt their feet. <laughs> and I told the I've, I've walked across hot coals. <laughs> it's bollocks. It's a trick. Yeah. So don't do it. It's a trick. You're lying. To, you're literally selling snake oil. Well, but it's, it's because you just, you walk quick enough, you don't get burnt. Yeah, and it heals your feet and it's white. It's not red hot coals. Yeah. It's white. So the ash just comes up and every time you yeah. put your foot down. So that's snake oil. So you're talking shit. I've done glass as well. I don't know why I did Glass? Yeah, where well, you walk across broken glass. Have you laid no. on a nail bed? No, I've not done that. Have you? No, but again, it's the same principle. You yeah, yeah, really distribute enough. the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's a con. And yeah. my point, problem with the personal development is, it, they're the they're the poison in like the spiritualists. They're the poison in the industry that keeps it shit yeah. and tricking people. It, it's why I put the whole thing together to prove a point, mate. I'm going to prove a point that it's all bollocks. That's gone. Bring it all down. I said that's what I'm doing. Burn the old wood, mate. It's all going to start again. There's nothing before. It's just now. That's all there exists. Somebody said to me, "Oh, the personal development thing." I said, "No, I'm it. Whatever's gone before is bollocks." And then year zero, year zero. Yeah, it doesn't exist before. And I know because I'm nobody in the planet of Earth has ever tried to get sorted with it more than me because I'd fuck all and I, I spent years so nobody's looked harder than me. And I'm telling you, it's bollocks. So I thought, oh, I'm on my own here. So I've got to create the bloody thing. Yeah. Well, let's get off this at the topic anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so are you... How long have you two been married? Uh, like, it feels like a long time, doesn't it? It feels like 20 years. How long have um, Not But long. we... Uh, you've, so your PhD, is that, does that mean you're a professor? Is that right? Doctor. Doctor, oh, okay. Right. Not professor. Yeah. Professor's a, a position within a university. So it's a job. Okay, right. Yeah, because I've never And, and you would then graduate to that title as well. So with your qualifications, I like to be quite utilitarian. If it all else failed, like, okay. what would I... What would I call you for in an emergency? If I like you're just one of me mates, and like, what specifically could I ask you? Are you paying a rash? Me? Or... Are you paying me? Yeah, no, we know each other long enough. Yeah, not for my PhD. No, no, no I, I specialized in herpes virus evolution, so oh, there, well, there, there is there no go. friendship close no. enough for me to go. Yeah, I'll come right over and look <laughs> at that rash. Something in an emergency. Did you actually not... uh, specialize in that yeah. in herpes virus? Herpes virus bioinformatics. Disease. And that was your that was your degree, or that was your master's, or that was my PhD. Okay. That was my Why doctorate. did you choose that? I have all the things you could have chosen. Um, or does it choose you? It kind of chooses yeah. you. So I was already in the world of viruses. My undergrad experimental pathology was with a focus on viruses, and in that uh, that degree, I worked with a lab at UCL that worked with herpes viruses and HIV, and and looking at. The, scientifically speaking, um, it made sense to have the two in the same lab, and um, for. Uh, because herpes virus can be used as a carrier of medicines into, well, in theory at the time, can be used as a carrier for medicines into cells that are missing genes because of the way that herpes viruses integrate into yeah. cells of their host. Um, and so after doing the project with them, uh, I said, oh, I'm interested in doing a PhD. And the way that P PhDs, especially in science, come, you have to attach yourself to funding. You can't just go, I'm going to study yeah. for four years. I'm going to read, you know, Lewis Carroll and then write a dissertation on it. You, you know, you need to have money. And so the funding, that was what the funding was for. Now within oh. the, the area, you can then kind of direct yourself and with your, with your advisor, you can, you right. know, forge a path. But I was very happy because, I, I viruses was always my love <laughs> of the virus uh, from high school. I thought viruses were, yeah. were incredible. And after my biology degree, I realized, um, okay, so go, I'll go back a step. I come from, um, uh, my parents are in computing. So my dad's a logistician and my mother's a, 
a physicist and a computer programmer. So when I said, I'm going to study biology, that was pure and simply a rebellion against my right. physicist mother, who was just like, how dare you? You've let the that family that's down. The rebellion. Yeah, not, that's not the rebellion. Going into no, I wanted to go to drama school. And she <laughs> went, no, you're not going to drama school. And I went, okay, fine, I'm doing biology, which is just the worst <laughs> insult to a physicist. <laughs> Screw you, doing a soft science. Um, so I went and did biology. She's like, you should be doing computers. And I went, no, I don't want to do computers. And then two years later, I went, okay, you're right, I should be doing computers. <laughs> so bioinformatics is computer analysis of. Right, see. So it was a way of not losing yeah. ground because I'd already done yeah. an entire degree in biology. So it was combining the two. So it okay. gave me the computer skills as well. Then after that, I did the master's in forensics and from there went into IT forensics. So I kind of steered, you know, I kind of moved diagonally into yeah. computing and my sister's in computing. My mom is in computing. Um, my dad was into logistics, but by hand, because he doesn't like computers, despite working for a computer company. But <laughs> it was also it was all in the family, so I, that that was why I ended up doing it. So it was perfect for me because it meant I was gaining those computer yeah. skills without so, losing the biology. And so you worked in foren forensic IT, is that right? Uh, after I the masters, though. So after yeah. the PhD, mm. then I went and did a masters in forensics, which was a general degree. And again, um, at the end of that, you end up you can end up specializing. I actually, uh, I actually ended up working for city of London police at the end of the masters, um, helping them assess their forensic, um, equipment and the way that they were recording and, and storing information from crime scenes. And then off the back of that got recommended to the series front office. And so that, so you'd be doing with where someone's, I don't know, hiding, Stealing what? Stealing information, or would it be hiding or fraud? Well, I worked fraud, for or? the serious fraud office, so the serious fraud office deals with complex and expensive fraud. So it's you know at the time it was over a million. They might have raised that for threshold by now. But is anything that involved you know if it's a simple pyramid scheme or it's somebody calling up and and uh, bamboozling old people in, into giving them their savings, then that might be done dealt with by the local constabulary. And serious fraud would be something that might be international. Okay. Or the BAE case was one that the the S if I was on and you'll see them crop up every so often in the news as to whether or not they're going to mount a case against something right, okay. that's high end. So do you, are you on their books, so to speak, still the police or you're not? No. Oh, okay. No, I left that. Back. I saw it got, I saw for it comedy, got, actually. Yeah. I left it for comedy. <laughs> oh, okay. So how long did you do that for? Was that kind of? Uh, only a, two or three years. Yeah. And sort of were, were you kind of uh, moon moonlighting and maybe i don't know if that's the right word i was mooning i was mooning, mooning all over the place they're like this is not appropriate yeah that's not how it behavior. works here but you were moonlighting as a i was comedian. like well if i can hide it up there then maybe they're hiding <laughs> it up there so <laughs> you were just waiting to be proved right like the guy like bob lazar um, but uh, so yeah you were doing comedy work whilst that was happening or like uh, so in between all of the degrees were children so i think i had a, a child per degree oh, right. roughly Roughly child per degree. Um, no, I had a child per PhD, child per master's, and then had a child at the end of Do you nickname the them after like something you did? <laughs> like, yes, yeah. exactly that. Yes. So you've got a child named Herpes Virus and one called <laughs> IT Fraud. The, yeah, the last one's called Matt, which is short for maternity leave. Um, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, so, um, no, I just, I just happen to does, like to Does procreate. any of that make it into your comedy? Any, the forensics? Yeah. Surely no. that's very specific to you. Surely that's a, like a weapon that you could wield. I, if I go, if I do a corporate yeah. for anything that's even vaguely in that area, oh, computing right. yeah, or technology yeah. or whatever, then that's very useful to me because then I I understand what the business is doing. I can, right. you know, understand how to 
work that into into the show for them to make it specific for them but generally no because um really it's very with all dry your work yeah there's no humor very you can't dry pull anything out. oh well i was you know i was uh taking an image of a computer the other day yeah. when i noticed on one of the spreadsheets that there was an anomaly in column k so i went and checked the sums and the checksum said i wonder if you could like, look at tr- trump like a virus can't you just the way it point that goes around and how often quickly it spreads and yeah, no, you're not coming with me. What's the difference between a vaccine? More people are familiar with computer viruses than you know. Right. Yeah. Than yeah, than yeah, yeah. the even the distinction between uh, disease virus and bacteria. You know, so they'll go, "Oh, I have the flu. I need some antibiotics." Yeah. You're going, mm, "No, yeah, not how it works." And that's why everyone's getting hurt. That's why all the bacteria is uh, all the winning. It's yeah. winning. It's <laughs> super bacteria. But then G- GPs are going, "Well, we're getting screamed at by these people telling us demanding that we give them." you know, uh, antibiotics. Wait, and so we're I just do, giving it to them to get rid of them. The, the um, Chi Marenya, the, the rapper, the hip-hop guy, that's the doctor. Did I do the show with you? I no, you didn't. Oh, I'm in good contact with that him. That hurts, I know. Yeah, he's a hip-hop Sting. artist. Sting. He's, he's um, a GP. I'll do the show with you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do our own one. There you go. Didn't How you about that? T- weren't you off the other week? Uh, yeah, I was off the other week. Who did me and Charles talk to? I don't know. I wasn't there. Oh, no, you talked with John Higgins, our film critic. Oh, the film critic. I wasn't yeah. even here and I remember. <laughs> Listen, mate, I've told you you're punch drunk. It's, 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 actually, it's a disability. You shouldn't be mocking me. I'm actually quite offended. Yeah. <laughs> you're not here. Look at that. You broke I'll forget in a couple of minutes. I'll forget in a couple of minutes. Yeah, you'll forget that you're offended anyway. Um, so, yeah, so they can't, you can't be called up by the police to say, look, there's a thing here. Like the films, no. you know, the UFOs landed. We need something. You get a phone call on the way to the shops and say, we need you back. No, no, that's no, not. they were no, because yeah, my, see, my grandfather had because my grand, my grandfather's um, is my grandmother that's Chinese, but how he met my mother was he was basically stationed out um, in uh, in the Far East during the war. China, on, yeah, I'm assuming China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he, he wasn't was, in Thailand, uh, going, but, was in but the, I want that one Chinese. Trip. I want that one Chinese ticket, but <laughs> yeah. he was in the he was in the Royal RMP, so he would have been stationed wherever they needed him, but in the Far East, whatever the army would have been called, I guess yeah. though. Um, but then probably something like the East Asian Expeditionary Force or something, you know, dry like that. Anyway, he just stayed on there, joined the Hong Kong Constabulary. Um, and so... So they, was he fluent in Chinese? Yeah, he was. So when my mother, when they all moved back over here, my mum didn't speak a word of English because he just spoke Chinese all the time. Wow. So um, she had to learn. She had to go from, I think she was six or seven, and she had to learn from having never heard any English to then having to very quickly learn yeah. English, so much so it kind of shunted the Chinese out of her brain. Right, yeah. So she can understand it when it's spoken slowly, and yeah. she can speak, but she has to really, really, like, draw it, because she's just been filed yeah, away yeah, somewhere. Yeah. She was just like, <laughs> well, her parents never spoke Chinese to her again once they moved? Uh, they did a little, but not much, because, again, my grandmother, she was like, well, there's not many... I mean, we lived in Brighton, so there was a lot of Chinese, but they, she would just speak Chinese to Chinese people and English to her, because they obviously, they wanted her to learn quickly again. There's a lot of Chinese people in Brighton, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what the case is anymore, but for a long time, it was after London it had the highest concentration you of must Brighton. do a lot of comedy in Brighton is that you've got that sort of I don't atmosphere? actually go down there much no? I mean I, I've gigged many times there over the years but there's one main club the Comedia yeah and then the rest of, it's actually there's a huge divide I think Comedia is like the top club and then it's a lot of sort what's of it called Comedia Comedia with a K yeah. oh, I thought they were going for the Comedian thing you just you're just clinging onto that like your rose on that door. No, it's comedian. That's it now. Yeah, comedian. Yeah, We're done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, um, do you do comedy everywhere now? So you've got good dates coming up. Do you do or do you just do you have a, like a home base as a comedian? Well, I'm, I'm based in London, but but I mean a club. I, will, I mean, no, you don't no, do that. They don't have that here now. Oh, well, they've no. got the comedy club. Or what's it? The comedy store. Yeah, but yeah. they they don't have like home comics. They book people on the circuit. 
Oh, there, I don't, there's no comic that can play there that says, "Oh, I play here ten times a year, and everyone else is playing once." Oh, I thought everyone... they did have regular uh, like in-house comedians, no? Mm, oh. No. Yeah, I've got. I don't know where I got that bit of information. Um, so, I mean, they don't book everybody. It's not like stand in line and everyone eventually will play. No, at I thought the they had like regular people in there every night. That was their people. No, no, no. They have quite like no. very varied nights, and they'll have commit. They'll have special nights. Oh, these are comedians come, come over from South Africa, and they'll do they'll do oh, some okay. random nights like that. Oh. No, they book they they book a wide enough range of comics that I don't think any comic could say they play there more than. Maybe four, oh, so two no, times, okay. maybe three times a year. Like that would uh, be the most. Who do you um? Who do you admire as a comedy uh, comedians? Comedians. Yeah. Who do you admire? Because as a woman, you haven't really got that length to fall back on. You're the sort of vanguard this generation. Yeah, but why does it matter that I'm a woman? No, but I thought you tend to sort of go for people that be inspired by people that are like you. No. Who no? said that? No, of course. Who said that? Well, generally in life. No. no. Well, you're inspired you by people, people that are good. No. Yeah, no, yeah, you're inspired by people that are good at what they do. No, I don't think that's true. I know enough people that have got into things that, because there was a, a black guy before. So who's for, your famous, who's your favorite Greek-Irish podcaster? Um, yeah. No, but I am the vanguard. I know that. There isn't, I've got, <laughs> I'm on my own here, mate. I'm on my own. I said I'm day yeah. one. I, I can tell you as a Filipino-German comedian, so am I. Um, yeah, but no, it's actually just the other day, somebody was saying, I was saying, why did you get involved in that? I said, oh, because so-and-so, there's an um, um, uh, American football player. And I thought, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not, no, it's just a small sample size of about three people. I'm yeah, I'm like a three quarter Caucasian heterosexual. So I'm like, who's your forebear? No, but you uh, haven't done everyone. something specific. Did you say you're a three quarter Caucasian heterosexual? Yeah. So, so one I'm... of your four grandparents is gay? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have to throw that in there. Yeah. But you know what I mean? As in, I don't have any kind of. You no, know, but I'm not if like, you oh, were is, like a world I'm heavyweight boxing champion, something yeah. very specific, and they said, why did you get involved? Who did you put up on your wall as posters? One of my grandparents could have been gay. I don't know. In those days, it's yeah, possible they possible. didn't feel comfortable coming out. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, obviously, children look up, and it's it's really important yeah, for children female, to be able to see. Yeah, and, but role being models. female in twenty years, it's not going to matter who they look back on because everyone will be the same. But mm. you being that sort of under forty, fifty sort of people, comedy works like comedians are insanely competitive because, mm. of course, laughter is measurable. So you can have more of it. It can be louder. It can be longer. It can be the most you can have applause breaks. Like there are levels that you can achieve and just within one game. it can also permeate game. the popular culture and become, you know, it can be a catchphrase almost. Yeah, but why be that? Because it's not a limited supply. So why would they be that way? Why would you want to be the funniest? Yeah, but how do you, but this, how do you judge the I funniest? I mean, quite a few comedians Sales? make fun of other oh, comedians' comedi acts. Like, if you go to open mics, right, you'll often see that an open mic will go on and then stick around the rest of the night. And that's not just them going, oh, I'm here to support my fellow open micers. Yeah. That's them going... Who was the funniest tonight? Really? Did I win, did I win this game? Well, I thought if they did laugh. I, not to heckle, but no, just no, to no. go, how well did I do? do because people, that's how you get better. If you don't actually compare, if you don't yeah, actually if look at the laugh, job you did. If they laugh, then you but were funny. But if they didn't laugh so as much at you as really? they did at somebody they else, you fussy. have room for improvement. Of course you do. Because... Of course I, you do. Otherwise, you, you don't get better. Like, and it, it goes to a round of applause. Like, it's, but I also a... do find um, after when I've been to comedy gigs where there's quite a few people on the you know on the bill, you quite often go, oh, the first one was my favorite. Oh, the second one was my. Yeah. You know, and there is a bit yeah. of that with yeah. it because it's not like and a, you want to be everybody's favorite. Yeah, course, when you do yeah. a gig, you want everyone to walk out and go, oh my god, that girl was incredible. And I have an advantage by being usually the only woman on the bill, or at least the only woman of color. You know, like I've got. Yeah. 
advantages to being remembered. Comedians right? be going, oh look, they got more laughs than me. Like that's oh, that's insane. Thing. Yeah. The comedians will tell you about playing to four hundred people, and those two didn't laugh, and those are the only two yeah. they cared about. Yeah, three hundred ninety-eight pissing themselves. Those two, like, what? What's wrong with your face? Like, what is? Why are you here? <laughs> I remember picking up, thinking I was something wrong with my brain here. Like I was picking up. There was a blue carpet. And I was picking up these white, I had white socks and I was picking up the white fluff and I thought, I've got to stop doing this because every time I pick one up, I'm, all I'm doing is noticing the other ones yeah. and I'm picking them up. And then like, oh, my you, the you always ones. notice the, the yeah, two people that design. didn't, you know, yeah. do whatever. Yeah. That's what you remember. Do you go to comedy clubs much? Not, not as much as I would like to. Have you been? Yeah. I mean, the last one I went to, it was, um, we went to a, uh, it was part of a stag do. Um, it was one I told you about. Where you didn't the, ruin this show or anything, did you? Bloody no, stag, no, we please. were quite well behaved. Well, the stag, I mean, it was quite civilised because the stag, he's got... Um, he doesn't, he basically, he doesn't drink a lot, A, because he runs a lot, but because he... the one that got divorced. You said it was... A no, 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 no. Ooh. No, no. You, had some you heard it here first, for, folks. I know, yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is, we, we thought, the most appropriate way to let you know that <laughs> yeah. your husband's leaving you. Well, you said, yeah. so, so it was a weird party you said you went to. No, I went to a stag, I went to a stag do years ago, yeah. and there was, it was in a bar that was kind of designed for it wasn't like a you know it wasn't a strip club it was just like a german beer hall place but they were like one place that stag dudes seemed to go to oh. but there was one group who were there celebrating his divorce having been finalized yeah, and that was so that was a bit odd yeah. yeah i mean they were more commiserating failure, they were, well, yeah he well, didn't well wanna, done. yeah he didn't he didn't particularly he wasn't there cheering it was more his mates going he's getting divorced and he was just sort of like Things. Any excuse for a party now? That's the bloody yeah, thing. Exactly. Nothing to do. Too much having joy yeah. and eating sweets. Bought a pair of new shoes. Life. I'll just have a party. Um, but yeah, the uh, the last time I went to, I think it was it was at the. Um, is it the comedy store? Yeah, the one with the. It's got the logo that's the sticky out. Uh, is it the smiley mouth? Is the, the, mouth the, the comedy tongue. store in Piccadilly? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was having a brain father, um, and that was where there was um, a. a Strong group of guys and they were heckling not too much but they were getting they were being oh, a bit leery no but then they started being oh, i've forgotten his name now and again and i saw him on another show recently he's um uh he's a muslim guy he's i can't remember his imran background. yusuf tall and skinny no kind of short he's got a beard he wears um i kind of feel like he quite often wears i think uh, i don't know what it's called okay no 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 oh, i don't know what it's called <laughs> oh, it's like a, a it's beard a, and a burqa that's a new look <laughs> it's some sort of um wrap around it i don't know if that's then he wouldn't be muslim i don't know Hardeep? what he, uh, i can't remember his name now but he was but he, he he made jokes about the fact is you know being a muslim and everyone's always like mm. you know right, tricky yeah. about yeah. it i've forgotten his name now. he does a lot of tv right completely on, anyway. anyway but he was getting heckled by these guys and like it was just like fuck off you're not funny yeah. you know like sometimes hecklers can be funny and they can be part of yeah. the app but and initially, they were having the piss taken out of them by the other comedians because they were right. quite often just shouting out drunken nonsense. Yeah. But then once it was him, they started saying like racist stuff and Islamophobic stuff. And eventually, everyone just started booing them. But it was uh-huh. just like, what a prick. Um, that actually only had one female uh, comedian uh, in that in that whole thing. There were They're four. They're doing it. They, they're just putting one female on just uh, so well, that we actually, cover their bases sort of uh, thing. Well, actually, she was. They do. I didn't know this, but they do. Apparently, they do semi-regularly you'll you probably know this more than i will but um uh, where they let someone come out and sort of practice do a very short practice set um like five minutes uh they don't get paid for it but it's just for a new well the comedy new... store is really good at having what we call progression yeah so you know so your first start would be to be awarded a five minute and then if yeah. you do well in the five you'll get a right. 10 if you do well in the 10 then you might be invited back you, often if you're fairly new they'll want to see a few tens to make sure you're consistent yeah and then eventually you'll get a 20 
on one day and then from there you get a full weekend. Yeah. And would, yeah, that, so, would that comedy club do open mics or is this too risky for them money-wise? They do once a month. The comedy oh. store does the gong show, which is, uh, it's not an open mic. It's a different beast altogether, but it's where you come on, you try and beat the gong, as in you try and come on and last until, last oh, for see, five right. minutes yeah. without the audience gonging yeah, you yeah, off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, I mean, but the rule, it's not, it's not a meritocracy. Right. Like you can be incredibly funny, but if the three people before you all got to five minutes, the audience are going to get a bit like, right. oh, we're being too nice here. And they'll yeah, gong yeah, you yeah. off before oh, you've had okay. a chance. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's a, dare I say game show. It's like a gladiator style game show. So they have that, but that allows them to see in one night, maybe yeah. 20 newer acts that otherwise, because you've only got 52 weeks a year. So there's well, only see, 52 course, yeah, five yeah, minute. Yeah. Sets. maybe a hundred if you do yeah. two in one night. What's the um, what's the worst gig you've ever done? Is the one Ooh. that stands out? Well, I mean, I certainly did a corporate. That's sort of like what I was describing is that it was, and luckily I wasn't alone. So there were two of us booked to do it, and and for the fee, we were not expecting the the opulence that right. we walked oh, into. Yeah. I mean, this was black tie. Uh, you know, it was this massive um, hotel space. You know, and it was, and they had their own awards with, with these six foot tall gold statues on stage that looked like Oscars and all the lights. And, and it was a boss of some kind of me- car or mechanics yeah. company. So it was about 300 people there, open bar. And then they oh, all Jesus. got hotel rooms and then they had breakfast the next morning. So, you know, it was a proper all yeah, night thing. We were on something. And this was this was the company completely bamboozled the booker and just went look it's just a small awards thing we just want to, uh, right, okay. so we were on for the money we should have been on right, triple so if yeah, not yeah. four times what we were I on. mean is there without being sort of too gross is there kind of a because obviously with um, generally with TV and things it's like oh you get three hundred and fifty quid per day minimum that would be an absolute minimum like equity minimum is there something that well they just offer no we've been actually you've totally yeah in equity we've been trying to you're not allowed to set prices. Basically, you cannot. That is something that Thatcher got rid of in the eighties. It's called. It's it's yeah, considered yeah. cartel behavior to set prices. So we cannot in comedy go. You should be paying minimum this much mm. for twenty. It's not allowed to happen. What happens with things like television and with theaters is that enough companies that control the work can get together and come up with an agreement with equity. Yeah, They're yeah. like, we will pay at least this much, and then you get this term equity minimum. But comedy is you've got one promoter there one promoter there you've got this one-off corporate from a company that otherwise doesn't need comedians you know it's too disparate and it's been you know we haven't been able to get enough people into the room to be able to say shall we have and you can't because one comedy club only has room for 30 people above a pub and they sell tickets on a monday for for fiverr and they've got another comedy club that that seats 400 people on a friday so it's it's so this not comparable this one didn't go well no well this one so we walked in and we went Wow, this is not what we thought it was, but it was that <laughs> classic thing of agent. you've got the you've got the stage, you've got the DJ guy off to the side. As so often happens when we say we need a PA for for comedy, PA, your PA has to be able to handle speech, and DJ decks are often secondhand. They've had the bass blasted through them, and they can't handle shit. Yeah, you know so. You know, the microphone cable only goes three meters because the guy only ever stands at the right, decks yeah. anyway. Okay, shout <laughs> if you want to go faster. Uh, so we're, we have to go up on stage and there's this huge, 
dance floor between us and the first round table. Oh no! They, and and so often happens, it's somebody in HR that goes or in events or whatever, whoever it is in a company that decides these things. Like, oh, let's get a comedian; it'll yeah. be fun. And everyone else is going, "What? Mm. Nobody knows." Oh, we'll make it a surprise. There's nothing worse than walking into a corporate and they're going, Jesus. "We haven't told anyone yeah. you're here. You're their surprise." And I'm going, "They're hoping for a stripper." Yeah. And I am or a, a massive disappointment. Or... <laughs> yeah. When you say, "Ooh, you've got a surprise," they're they're half hoping it's someone off Love Island that's <laughs> dropped in to do selfies and you're going to give them me. They get to pelt the boss. That's just not yeah, anything other than, oh, you got a comedian. Because then again, when you say comedian, no one's going, oh, I hope she's small and Asian with an American accent and a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go into somebody that's seen on the they BBC. They might do, they might you know, you, you, Yeah, you, that's you, a very... Uh, you know, because what's happened is that one person in the office has has put a call, a tender out, you know, they've gone to some corporate bookers, the corporate bookers have sent in videos and then one, maybe two people in the office have watched the videos and gone, oh, we all like that one, mm. right? And sometimes I win that gig and sometimes somebody else does. So we walked into this one and uh, and the boss introduces the other comic I was with as something like, hey, so we've got some comics for you. Let's hope they're funny. Oh, that's a nice intro. See you at the bar. <laughs> that, that warms yeah, the but crowd that, up. Yeah, no, that, it's not going to work <laughs> at all. So he, I don't know why they booked us. And it was incredibly, I felt sorry. I have music, so at least I can just sing and people can pretend, you right, know, can yeah. they just, oh, she just her song. Oh, well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least I can force rounds yeah. of applause mm. and we can get through it. Whereas the other guy, just 20 minutes of talking and he's there trying to warm him up. He, you can't reach him. You yeah. can't even physically go to them because you're tethered to this yeah. stage. You know, I was able to, I stood on a chair on the dance floor just to try and get a little bit closer. But. Yeah, that seems, yeah, the fact that they have the dance floor, like, yeah. Well, that's, that's but that's again, if you think about planning an entire night for mm. your, so you, they're going to sit and eat dinner. There's going to be some speeches. There's going to be all these awards that we had to sit through. And then they're going to want to dance straight away. There's no one there to clean up the tables, roll them out of the way. Think yeah. about any wedding. Yeah, true. Yeah, You don't yeah, eat to... on the dance floor. You have the dance floor ready, but then the stage is at the back of it. And what happened? It just sort of didn't. Oh, it was just awful. Yeah. So we just left. Do you, and do you always see it through to the end? Have you ever just gone that? Well, it's a contractual obligation, though, it, especially with corporate work. Oh, you've you've got to, to be right, very yeah. careful. If they've contracted you yeah, for yeah, yeah. 20 or 30 minutes, right. if you don't do that, they could say, we asked for 30 minutes and you gave us 19. Right. We're not paying you. And have you, you, you know, had, as simple as that. Have you ever had sort of really nasty heckling where it's been a bit challenging? You know, I mean, I think every comedian I, has faced heckling. I do not but, know how they put up with that. If I started oh, as this, a comedian, yeah, well, this, I'd um, the punch up and that'd be it. At the comedy store, like he, you could see he was really starting to like lose his... Throw them out. He actually said, you're testing my patience now. If like, I was in like, charge of the club, I'd oh, say, they, right, got, they did get comedy. checked out. They did get checked out. Yeah, yeah. they would have gotten checked not out. In the, not club. during the app. He said, don't worry, lads, you're getting chucked out once I'm done anyway. But I've said this before, that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, I know, yeah. Same in the cinema, same rules apply, mate. I'm sitting in the audience... Shut up. Well, They're sometimes heckling, you, usually heckling is kind of funny. No, you open people, the door no, but Because people it. just say something's drunk. It's a bit weird to heckle at a movie because they can't answer back. Yeah, exactly. You know? That would be weird though, wouldn't it? No, it's yeah. the same person. I'd say, it, to me, it would be the same rules, mate. This, this is, is a non He's this behind is, you. This yeah. is a non-heckling club. You open your gob, you're getting chucked out. Yeah. But I mean, the, I think part of it. it though is, I think some comedians do because they single out, you know, go, oh, you've got a funny haircut or you've got this or you look like that. There is a lot of that going on in comedy clubs. I think then you're opening up that's well, awful that's, comedy. Yeah. I mean, not if like that. If that's what you're relying yeah, on, yeah. quit this now. Is why, this is, you know, when you said, oh, do you do, uh, do, do stand up? No, because I'd be like, oh, look at this hair. But there was like lots of jokes about, like, oh, where are, you, where are you from and all this kind of stuff and asking people that kind of thing. So there is, because you open up the door, because you're saying, oh, well, we're going to interact now. But again, in that, that night, that door would have been opened by the MC. Yeah, yeah. Not by the acts. Yeah. 
Yeah, the MC. Yeah, the, the MC that does the talking, mm-hmm. not yeah. the acts themselves. The acts are there to tell you twenty minutes of jokes, and the yeah. MC is there to warm everybody up, find out who's in the room, mm-hmm. you know, sort it all out. Yeah, but. it was. Yeah, it was a shame because everyone else was having a great, you know, and people and most people kind of took their like. There was a great big muscly guy from the arm, and he said, "Oh, um, I can't remember." They obviously don't test you for drugs or something like that for steroids or something like that i can't remember he said like oh you're allowed to drink if you're in the army yeah i understand his little positive so there were little jokes and he was taking his because he kept coming back to him because he was you know he was in the front row and i think because he was laughing along and then there was um some other cruder jokes about him and his girlfriend and what that because she was very small petite lady he was a huge that's again that's (laughs) something that you that you know how far to go yeah Yeah. well at that professional level of that yeah, of the comedy well, stories. They, they know were, where to go. You really know when to stop. Along, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't keep going if they're about to cry, and you don't talk to. You, like you can tell yeah. who wants to be spoken yeah, to, who doesn't is, want to be spoken to. You can't tell them how to how far to go. If yeah, but, I mean, the thing, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always the. But these guys were, you know, they were just saying. I can't remember. It was just. It just but that's. I mean, that was a group of drunk. That's yeah, a different. Yeah. That's a different thing. That was a group of drunk guys who probably have never really been to comedy before. <clears throat> because anyone who's been to comedy knows exactly what you're saying, that the etiquette... So the, one of the mis, mis, uh, comprehensions, No, the misunderstandings about what comedy is is people often think that comedy is heckling, mm-hmm. is that the whole point is to stand there and to test the metal of the person on the stage, and that's not what it is oh, at all. Jesus. And people who go a lot know, no, you sit there. If they ask you a question, they're, you know, if you sit near the front, you'll probably be spoken to, sit at the back if you don't yeah. want to be... And enjoy the art form that's on stage. So anyone mm. that is going in there going, I was helping, I was helping. You're like, no. yeah, you don't. But I put it as is. the same thing as cinema. You do don't talk. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it also comes down to that competitive element of, oh, they're funny. You know, this guy on stage, he's saying something, or girl, sorry, that was very sexist of me, but they're saying something on stage and it's funny. So I'm going to say something that's even funnier than them. And I'm going to get the laugh. You know, actually that happens in corporates Yeah, more often than you would think is that when you are in a room, if you're doing a corporate and and you're supposed to just be doing your comedy, but you're in a room full of people who know each other. And one of the ways to, to break the ice is to go, Oh, I've, I've heard about you, Dave. You know, you ask about it, go, who's, who's the office joker, Dave. Right. Okay. I've heard about you, Dave. But, in that situation where they feel confident because of their peers, yeah, they're showing off, that's so they're, where they're yeah. going to do that reaction yeah, more than in the audience. You rarely get someone trying to one up the comedian unless the door has been opened by, yeah. an, by an existing conversation or is what you're talking about. There's a group of drunk guys that want the attention or, or women or just a group of people that want the attention that are there going, Oh, we'll sit in the front. It'll be really fun. You know? Yeah. These guys, yeah. These guys were just assholes there, but cause they weren't near the front. No one was uh, looking out for them. Cause there was some jokes about the fact that, um, there were sort of a middle-aged couple there in the front, but then their kids had sat over. And he was <laughs> joking. He said, oh, who are you here with? Your husband and, and, and our kids. And they said, well, I didn't see your kids. Where are your kids? Are they off somewhere else? Things? And they were like, no, they're here. And they're just over the back. And obviously that opened the door for him to make... But these guys were off in the dark, five, six rows back, just being pranks. Yeah. yeah. You, um, so who are, do you admire then from comedy... Oh, do you know what? Every I get, I've been asked this question so many times, and it always, it'll always say something about me. you. Yeah. Oh, really? She's not like well, a bank of people. No, because I think that that generally that anyone sort of above you in the hierarchy has something to be learned from. Right. Because okay. so comedy, much like well, the PhD, sort of it's an academic you. pursuit, yeah. and it's a passion. But it is an academic pursuit, and if you get two comedians in a room, they will they will dissect. A joke, they will dissect a gig, they can dissect mm. anything to death. Yeah. You know, and even just down to the wording. I've had I've had many wonderful arguments with Adam Bloom. Actually, just yes, Friday, I had an argument with Adam Bloom. We were in the car together about the difference between um the 
So I was gigging in Dubai and, and I'm Filipino and I said that I get on stage and I go and I said, oh, you know, something along the lines of, oh, uh, it's great to be here. I just finished cleaning my last room at six, <laughs> right? And he said, oh, I don't like that. And I said, well, how, <laughs> who, who you know, said that? The, the comic I was oh, with. Oh, right, yeah. Um, wonderful man. Very, very uh, yeah, Adam brainy. Bloom, Adam name, Bloom. Yeah. yeah. The name rings a bell, but remind what would... Well, he's at his own Radio 4 show and okay. Emmy's a successful comedian, very, yeah. very good comedian, but very cerebral in terms. So we'll often get into the nitty gritty oh, of a joke. Okay. So I said, I say it like that. I said, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. Like if you got on stage and said, Oh, I know what some of you are thinking. You saw me at the back of the room and went, Oh, I bet she's here to clean the, the rooms. Yeah. And I went, Oh no, I don't like that. I mean, it's fundamentally it's the same joke. Them. It's quite accusatory. Of well, that's what it, I know? said. No, I, I, I feel like the first way I'm owning it, mm. I'm reclaiming it yeah. as a concept. And the second one, I'm, I'm saying shame on you for thinking that. And he said, no, I, I don't think anyone's sitting there going, well, I don't like her now. She accused me of thinking <laughs> this, you know, so analyzing just two, yeah. two different presentations of exactly the same concept yeah. had us arguing it out as to which one's better. Uh, but did he get a big laugh for the joke? Well, it did, I did it the way I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah you can go on my Instagram. It's on there. Yeah. Uh, I get, I got a big so laugh. I did, but we don't know because I've never yeah. done it the other way. Right, so yeah. and you, have you ever considered you... that, you know, would you go, um, big, I'm assuming not every, it's not like every time you do an act, it's the same, but say if you were doing a second night in Dubai, would you then go, maybe I'll try the other yeah, way. It must still be a happens, filtering off or, process to or get there. To... A... Um, oh, so that's a throwaway line yeah. that you use. It probably came up four out of five nights in yeah. different ways. And sometimes it didn't get mentioned or I might have referenced some other aspect of Filipinos in Dubai. You know, it was a throwaway. If you're working on a joke, then yes, you will go and right. then go, okay, so it worked kind of that way. Oh, but it didn't work very well. So let me try it this way. Okay, let's see if it works. That's when you're workshopping and that's where you will yeah. represent it in different ways. In fact, how does the process work? Because obviously I'm, I'm assuming it would start with you going, right, I've got a... Uh, let's say a tour coming up mm. um, or you're going to be doing the circuit for the next couple of months. You want to try out some new material. How does that work in terms of, are you're at home practicing doing jokes yourself? No, no, you, you go to a new material night. Still? Yeah. Okay, so there are nights yeah, specifically. Yeah. So you, so there is a difference between new material nights and open mic. Open oh, yeah. mic is for new comics coming in. Now all that material in theory is new mm. because they themselves are new, yeah. but then their material is new. Their personas are new. Their voices are new. Their stage craft is still being, you know, developed. That's open mic. Now I can ask an open mic, can I can I grab a new material spot? Which means that I am an established comedian who needs to try out some new jokes. Oh, okay. And that usually is not hard to come by because if you have an open mic night, it's lovely to have someone pop in that you can trust that if it's not going so well, they'll they'll go into some something that works and you know that that's a fairly reliable 10 minutes that you're going to put on your stage. Yeah. Then you've got new material nights, which tend to be in, in more established clubs or run by more established promoters who go, this is for established comedians to try new jokes. And it is a different feel. It's a different contract with the audience because what you're saying is all of these people know what they're doing, but they need to say things out loud that they've never said before. So some of it might be quite complex ideas. It might not work. It might come out offensive, but they didn't mean it that way. Yeah. Do, you, um, do you go to watch comedies or... Do I go to yeah. watch comedy on a night off? It depends. Uh, like, is there any big comedian you'd go to pay to see? Probably if someone, if I, I'm, I'm terrible at finding out. I'll find out like a comedian's over from the States too late. Oh, or I'll find out about a show that I would have gone to see, <laughs> but it was, but I didn't find out in time or they've sold out already. I'm like, oh, uh, I, I have always tried to go to Edinburgh since I've stopped okay. going to Edinburgh. Every year since, I've tried to go up for a couple of days and just see oh, stuff because yeah. it is really important to see what you're doing. Last year, I went up and just went to see women. 
because oh, right. because we don't get booked together that frequently. I was like, yeah. I just want to see what all the other women yeah. are doing out there. Because it's, it's one of those weird things you don't think about until it gets brought up. Like, as I say, like the, the comedy store, and there were four acts plus the MC, and then there was the uh, female comedian. Uh, you mean who, the tryout spot? Yeah, it was the who happened spot. to be female? But it was only when she popped up and you went, oh. There is a woman on this, you know. It's, yeah. it's only then that you notice. Oh yeah, they've all been guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's like when they talked about panel shows, and the UK trying to make sure the BBC have sort of said we're always going to have at least one okay. uh, female on the either in the chair as the host or on the seat. on the panel. Yeah, on the panel. Yeah, out of five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. You're like, mm. you know, when the BBC struggles to find women, you know, you're in trouble. Well, this is yeah, because this is. I mean, they are. So, for example, Mock the Week seems to have made that has made quite a big difference that does seem to be the case well, it changes like, the tone yeah massively. but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing no i quite like it. i mean because i think um uh because that is one i because it was it went for a phase it started off being like a slightly ruder version of how i've got news for you then it mm. kind of became quite laddie i would say if yes. that's uh, maybe that's not uncut and you sort of saw that they would have female comedians on but they were kind of initially they were almost trying to be like oh okay i'll get the house style and i'll try and be ladette right and it didn't really work because you could see that that's someone doing something that, I mean, there are ladette comedians, I suppose. Uh, but the, I mean, the, to be fair, it's bigger than that because if because when it got quite laddie, as we say in, the, in that phase, yeah. um, the way that the recording works is that you've got five guys being competitive. I'm going to be the funniest. I'm going to yeah. get the most laughs. I'm going to get the most into the edit. You know, I'm going to put the most yeah. out there because, of course, they're recording for what, one and a half, two hours and it cuts, cuts mm. down to 30 or 20 something minutes. So as a woman... If you go on into that and you're waiting for them to politely let you speak, oh, it's not gonna happen. you're just going to look like an idiot on television because you're just going to be sitting there the entire time laughing at everybody else's yeah. jokes. So it was forced that women were having to, and a lot of women I know would go on there and go, oh, I did not enjoy that at all because that's just not, yeah, you know, that's not comfortable yeah. is to just sit there, talk over each other, one up each other. It, it, I think, did Joe Brand do it once and then say she'd never do it again? I think she said she'd only ever do Have I Got News For You, but as the as the host, I think she said what that. Was, what was the joke you told me? Oh, well, she did the battery acid joke. Is that what you mean? Oh, <laughs> oh that was a I huge... I haven't heard that because the only the only thing I thought <laughs> about that was... Kerfuffle. Yeah, I just thought, oh, I'm sure I've heard more controversial stuff. But Are there just, any um, trends? Okay, but let's be clear. The thing about Joe Brand and the battery acid joke is she was on a program that is specifically yeah, encouraging that's... comedians to be as awful as possible. Oh, right, that is the, okay. that was the um, context right. of her comment. And there were there were other things. And, and what she said is, you know, milkshake, you know, battery acid was was her comment. And there were other comments in the show that people have listened to and just gone, well, this comment about this person was worse. And the comment, the reason that got blown up out of proportion is because Nigel Farage himself complained. Oh, right. And he he he. He's, a bit, he's quite a crybaby, to be fair. You know what? You have to see. Yes, but you have to see it from two. So, from her point of view, she made a joke in context of a of a, of a mm -hmm. comedy situation, and everyone went, "This is outrageous, freedom of speech, whatever." However, once she made that comment, and then he made a big deal about it. If anyone decided to go and do it. Yeah, then course, she yeah. would have oh, gone really then not, retrospectively yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was an incitement to violence oh, so Jesus it put her in a very Christ. dangerous position yeah. and i certainly wouldn't want to have been her when that was huge it, in the news i would yeah. have been like oh please don't be an idiot yeah, do that somebody, because that's yeah. going to come back on yeah. me yeah so but, that's what that's why we're having to watch ourselves in comedy these yeah. days i mean i thought the only thing i thought about that was um it kind of because it was too real because people are having acid thrown on them these tax mm. you kind of went that's a little bit too you know it might have been more fun if she said oh throw i don't know lot um, that's just 
pulling out my ass here, but you know, I mean, it's something outrageous that wouldn't happen. Couldn't it, be possible anyway. Be. That's just the times have changed. We've turned to big babies. Years ago, you would have said somebody said something. If somebody mm. does it. It's nothing to do with him. It's a comedian. Leave it. Leave it. It's nothing. But we go. Well, somebody said something. Got well, it's, it's, it's kind of the violent video game argument, isn't it? But I mean, I don't think Hitler, which played... has been scientifically yeah, proven but, to have because no we're correlation. Big babies. Yeah. Well, nobody Hitler, wants Hitler to take didn't play Call of Duty, did he? Nobody what? wants to take Hitler didn't play Call of Duty. Did <laughs> he? he didn't eat meat either because he didn't no. want to kill animals. Yeah. So look yeah, at that. But, um, so we're gonna have to wrap it up. Is there any trend? What would I call them? Um, what would you call what, I mean, the transgender people, transgender Trans- comedians. I'm sure there must be people. Well, many. What are there? Are there really? in the world. Yep. No, but I mean that you, they're here to stay. Any transgender comedians? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, there are. Right? Yeah, there are. Yeah. I'm trying to. Think, uh, I actually saw. Um, and are they doing those sort of jokes, or is it just they're, they're just trans people? What do you mean uh, those sort? Are they because they usually go to the thing that's your thing? So it's the jokes about them well, being that depends transgender. Depends on each individual comedian. I mean, I'm trying okay. to think if I've seen. I might have seen a transgender. Have seen Jordan Gray? No. Jordan Gray's a comedian. And she was originally on The Voice. She got to the semi-finals. Oh. Who's, who do you, uh, is, is he odd? Is he Eddie odd? is odd. Is he a transgender? Uh, he's transvestite, isn't he? Yes. I would say. Oh, them again. So transvestite. So he wears makeup and high heels. That's probably about it really, isn't it? I, I guess. think he had implants for a while, breast implants. I oh, think. Don't yeah. quote me on this yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, definitely he, well, I mean, you would, I guess you could label it as transvestite. He basically expresses himself through his but clothing. He, like, and he, yeah, and he wears he has, a wide range of things. I mean, yeah. David Beckham likes to wear a sarong. Do you remember that? Mm. I don't think we... I think, I think Eddie Izzard does, uh, does self-identify as a transvestite. I'm sure I've heard, I, him, I think, I'm sure I, I've heard him refer to himself as I he's think not gay so too, but again, uh, nobody... I don't know. I'm, I've no idea what his sexuality is. He, that's no, not part of that. Because he does make... He does make... I have heard him make jokes about how he dresses... Because sometimes he's just like t-shirt and you know shorts guy, and then sometimes he's very flamboyant. So it's an act. No, I don't think it's. I've just seen part him in makeup person. and high heels, and I've seen him in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. And I think it just depends on loafers. That. You yeah. know. Um, yeah, I've no idea. But he does make that. I have heard him. I couldn't quote a joke, but I have heard him reference it. So he's within not trying his to be a woman. He just oh, likes women stuff. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Well, it's not, it's not really ours anymore. It's really there for anybody who wants to wear it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just nothing to do with sexuality anymore. It's just that's he, he likes expression. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah, so, okay. Um, you know, boys can wear pink. I felt sorry. The only thing that the film I saw last night, what was his name? Elton Rocky John. Man. Elton John. Yeah. The um, you, you could tell he's obviously troubled. Like he started wearing peacock outfits and things like that on stage. I guess so. But <laughs> then that's part of. He's always been a flamboyant personality, isn't he? That's, that's cabaret, darling. Yeah, that's very, cabaret. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to the cabaret. Only, if you're going to play a stadium, you need to be seen. I like, I've always liked comedians. Like, they've, I've never gone off. Some of them start, that I've listened to start to become a bit pretentious because they've been quite popular. But I thought, it, I've always liked comedians. If I like groups of people because I thought they're the one people you can rely on to just talk the truth and not be like they haven't been swayed into um, cutting down what they say. They well, just I suppose stick there's to it. always the subversive. But I watch it. I watch it yeah. since I've seen that film Cabaret, is what you remind me. Just to see, once they start attacking comedians, I think that's the end of it. Because it'd be like the downer, you know, when they start laughing at people and then eventually they can't say anything. So I've been waiting to see how comedians react to stuff. So it's like what happened when you were saying about the battery acid thing. I was thinking, that's where it starts, mate. Once they can't say anything, that's where it really starts to cause. But now, you know, there's a real big problem into like the cabaret film. Eventually you can't say no jokes about no no Nazis or anything like that because yeah. that's the problem. So when it was the battery thing, I thought, don't start on comedians. That's the end of the... 
It was more, I mean, yeah. No, uh, don't make it juicy. That's what it, it just, is. Once it was you, more, it just wasn't that funny. No, it wasn't. It was this I haven't era. I haven't heard You have to remember, the issue was that that got highlighted because the Nigel yeah. Farage, the person it was being spoken about, raised a complaint. I, yeah, because I was like, I've yeah, never but even, even heard that, of this. That's, yeah. That says about today's era. 30 years ago, you wouldn't even commented on it because you go, it's pointless. There's nobody mm-hmm. to blame. But we got to that point now where you can certainly say, oh, look, yeah, don't say that. Look, th- flip it on its head. What if somebody threw a milkshake on somebody that we all know and love? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do, who do we all know and love? David uh, Walliams. David Attenborough. What if somebody had gone up and thrown a David Attenborough and thrown a milkshake over David yeah. Attenborough? Yeah. And David Attenborough raised a complaint because he'd been assaulted. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone would be outraged on his behalf. It's mm-hmm. only because nobody likes Nigel Farage generally that that we're thinking he's being a big baby about it. But if somebody said they should throw battery acid on David Attenborough, everyone would be like, "Whoa, yeah. what are you doing? Why are you saying?" I think everybody would be outraged on his yeah. behalf. No, but it's the, just the, the, the the outrage was the fact that somebody might do it and it caused a problem. But what I'm saying is, even if they did, no, that's my another. point. That's oh, the point okay, right. I raised. Okay, well, I'm okay. saying at the time, Nigel said she's incited violence against me, even though it was very clear that she wasn't telling anyone yeah, else. Because immediately after she said go. battery acid, she went, it's not for me. She immediately after she said it went, I wouldn't do it. But standing back, what you just, what's been created there mm. is you can't say certain things. But it was weird. I don't think, I wonder how many, I, uh, you know, obviously it is a BBC. I'd never even heard of it. Of what of the of the show that uh, she There's was just, no I hadn't either until yeah that was the ironic like, thing it was ooh. it was um, every comedian in the country went what show is that <laughs> yeah, yeah. who produces that yeah, who can I, where's the email what address yeah, yeah exactly yeah um, but well yeah. I say for more offensive stuff from comedians that's why I, I think I you have to yeah I think um, it, it just depends if it's funny or not because yeah, sometimes I think it, yeah. you know what you need to do you need to come to comedy unleashed. Is that um is that where you that is a free speech gig yeah maybe I might meet more people that agree with me well. Exactly your viewpoint is that at Comedy Unleashed, it's a free speech gig. It's it's erroneously believed to be within comedy some bastion of the right that all these right wingers can go on and be homophobic. That's not the point of it. The point of it is that comedians can be free to try right. push boundaries in areas mm. without the audience going. I'm offended on behalf no of someone limit. who wasn't there's here. No limit so you're funny. not well. It, yes, but <laughs> the limit is. It has to be funny. Right, That's yeah. the limit. If it's funny, it's funny. Yeah. And the way that I, when I'm hosting it, I tell the audience, listen, this is how this works. You don't get to get up. You can get upset. Don't tell me about it. But you don't get to start heckling or shutting down the gig. The way that you tell us that this is not okay is you don't laugh yeah. because that's fundamentally all we're looking for as comedians yeah. is laughter. So and there's a lot of social yeah. conscience within mm-hmm. a room. No matter what you believe politically, there's always going to be a social conscience. Yeah. And and collectively, if you make a joke about little people or a disabled child or something, people will go, no, not okay. You know, you'll get that, oh, nah. You know, you can feel them withdraw as you've gone, oh, I yeah, have made yeah. a mistake yeah, yeah. here. And so that is the point of Comedy Unleashed. And we've had plenty of people all over the political spectrum do Comedy Unleashed. Okay. Where the, the, the idea is that you're going, ah, I want to try this idea out, but I know that if I try it out, maybe in a, well, first of all, you can't try stuff out on a Friday, Saturday night. You need to bring your gold because you're being yeah. paid for that. But okay. you might want to go to a new material night or an open mic night and go, I, I'm not comfortable trying this out because my intentions are good. But I get that if I handle it incorrectly the first time I say it out loud, it could be misinterpreted. Yeah. So, you, so Comedy Unleashed is where? Um, well, it, actually, what are we today? Oh my goodness, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. No, Bethnal- no today's Sunday. Sunday. But no, but I mean, it, it is this oh, Tuesday. Oh, okay. They're once a month. But the next show? one is this Tuesday. Is it a show, TV it show? It has a YouTube channel. So you oh, can right, see okay. sets from it oh, on the YouTube oh, channel. Okay. And then you can see that it isn't about... Comedy saying, one, but it was, Unleashed. Unleashed. But presumably people are going there to hear, let's say, edgy 
material under the umbrella um, there. You know, they're, they're not. They're going there. I, but the audience are also there not to be judged. But yes, they're going to see. There, there's some comics that play there that don't get a lot of work elsewhere. But when you look at their work, you go, actually, that's quite evolved thinking. Hmm. That you have to be quite a. There are two ways of, of viewing comedy there's the emotional reaction, and then there's the cerebral reaction. Yeah. Uh, for example, Norwegians, I find, are very cerebral when they watch comedy. Germans as well. The Germans won't laugh. Germans will just go, oh, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, and that's a joke. Um, you know, they're very, you know, so they'll yeah. look at the words, they'll look at construction, and go, "I appreciate that for the yeah. art form that is." And then there's the emotional reaction, which just goes, "I don't know why that's funny, but it's a monkey dancing yeah, yeah, on the yeah. ceiling, and I'm laughing." Um, and so, what we find is we get a lot of intellectual, yeah, laughers, people who have seen a lot of comedy, people who are bored with what's on television because it is it is sanitized for for the greater audience. So that's who we get there of on the across the spectrum we in an audience will have way more uh people who voted uh leave than you might find in other comedy clubs but still staunch remainers in there you'll get them both in there but they all understand this is not a time to fight about it yeah we can all laugh at brexit jokes together because we all know we're in the shit together yeah what was the uh, thing that you told me you said you saw a comedian made me laugh and i forgot what it was i was trying to remember i need more information than this. um he was bringing up slides or something. Oh, it was uh, Jimmy Carr. So his warm-up act was... Wait, who's he... Jimmy Carr now? So Jimmy a Scottish fella. Uh, no, he's the guy that goes... <laughs> Your face or mine? When he laughs? I ain't got uh, TV, yeah. so I don't eight, know. Eight, eight, eight out of ten. Uh, he's... Eight out of ten cats. Yeah, oh, the one that looks like Tintin, but with black yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah he looks yeah, like... Yeah. Or he always says, I look like a bit like a sort of Lego Playmobil <laughs> kind of person. That's big. Yeah, yeah. What was the joke? So his joke was, um, <laughs> what's... Uh, worse than finding a maggot in your apple yeah. and so it was your the expectation is half a maggot and then the next side said being raped and you went well that's quite strong <laughs> but obviously you're playing with the people's that got a huge but all his humor is very yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, and then you laugh laughing, yeah but, but then yeah. you but then he also makes he makes reference to the fact about like oh that one got a thing that one got a groan oh, okay. oh, that oh, one got it. It. so he's always pointing like, out he's a he's a purist he's always said he's there for the purity of the the joke so yeah. he came up with the shortest joke ever um which i can't remember what it is he's like it's five words and he counts on his fingers but he's always been in complete academic yeah. pursuit of comedy right. um and he doesn't believe in victims so some people are like it's only okay to punch up some people say you never punch down you can only punch up some people go why do you have to punch mm. um at all you know there's so much good humor to yeah, be had about a football. does that he, he punches down he, he jokes about jokes about the fact that he's got enough money to get on planes and doesn't have to be around people and things like that and i thought oh that's quite unique because usually it is punching but then up. is there is there a sort of like i mean he's being ironic that's punching you know, at himself class. though isn't it yeah yeah i, I mean without class. hearing the actual joke but but i think the thing with people like jimmy carr is that he kind of tends to go for that if i offend everyone i offend no one yeah like he doesn't yeah. seem to to from what i've you know i've seen i haven't seen a show of his for a long time but he tends to we do got a in lot. trouble a couple of weeks ago for a joke and what did he do now well, he made a joke about. Um, well, he he made a joke about dwarves, uh, little people, and abortion. Yeah, I think he said dwarf. <laughs> and was it dwarf that, that that got him in the trouble? No, it was the connection between the two. Oh, but surely there's a joke. If there's a joke there, what do you mean the connection between the two? Um. Well, I'll say it because I know that it's out there in print because it got published. But his joke was, which I I don't know. I think this is the argument was because it wasn't. A lot of people say that's not funny. Right. Yeah. So it was a little person an abortion that made it was his joke. He might have said dwarf is a dwarf, a little an abortion that made it. Oh, right. I and, see what you mean. And 
And so a lot of people got upset by that. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, a lot of people got upset yeah, by that. And you go, that's, um, it, so yeah. what defines more, a joke? Not funny. Joke has it's, to be yeah. funny, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's more, yeah. it's not funny. So he, he's, he, got in tr- he got in trouble with his Oscar Pistorius stuff. You know, he's, he's gotten in trouble yeah. over the years for certain things. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Not perfect. Oh, well, no, he also, he's, yeah. he also doesn't pay his tax, but he's, <laughs> he's held, he held his hand up for that. So... <laughs> Um, is that one of his own gags? Yeah, no, well, no, he... Uh, he held uh, his hand out, but not out. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, he did say, hey. He, uh, he said a thing on uh, QI even recently. So even now, he still he still back-references the fact that he... Because they was talking about... Um, they were doing, he was on QI, and they were doing about the different circles of hell. And uh, I think there was something for, like, liars and cheats. And he said, oh, that'll be me and my accountant oh, then. Fair enough. You know, so he, <laughs> But it's like, but did I don't know if he ever paid back the money. Probably did. Probably right, took so listen, we're going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, yeah. What... If you had one piece of advice of somebody, and not the bullshit advice, like be yourself <laughs> and all that, something that we would specifically help somebody, like it was the other day, so not hot calls advice. But yeah, you no, uh, somebody the other day, it's, it's fairly pedestrian. I thought, no, that works. Where they was talking about um, uh, journalism, mm. <clears throat> and there was a woman on the radio. She said, um, "Do you know what I do?" She said, "If you want to get into journalism with all the other journalists," she said study the most obscure language that nobody's ever heard of hmm. because one day there'll be a new story and they'll say can anybody speak whatever Navajo or and somebody will just go and that will be it and that's your way in she said study english and some obscure language that nobody's ever heard and i thought that's perfect well, that is actually because that was my rambling story about my grandfather when they came back to here even though he didn't work in the police anymore because there were so many Chinese takeaways, if there was something they, you know, they used to joke and say, oh, if one chef's had an argument and tried to chop off the other one's arm with a meat cleaver, he'd be going there to sort it out because right. they could trust yeah, him exactly, and go, yeah. oh, well, he's English, yeah. but he speaks fluent Chinese, yeah. so we can, you yeah. know, he can be so our he would get do- called. Yeah. yeah, he would get so called. Right. Like, yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. You know, I, I appreciate that advice. It's interesting advice. It hasn't worked for me yet because, you know, when, when, when the uh, Iraq war happened, then that pushed the the careers of certain Muslim comics and everything. I'm still waiting for Filipinos to do something so crazy that they're like, we need a Filipino. Yeah. You know, still, well, still uh, waiting not, for that. Not Duterte in his war. Is it Duterte? I don't know how you say his name. The, the, the prime minister, uh, the president of uh, Philippines. Yeah. Um, and his extra, let's call them extrajudicial uh, treatment. Of, the problem uh, is, is that even though, like it, it's funny how much people love him for what he's doing because mm, mm. he is properly cleaning the swamp out um, as opposed to what Trump's doing, but he's overshadowed. Yeah. By you know, he hasn't I don't think there's enough public visibility of Filipinos in the UK for yeah. for that news to hit the headlines frequently. Yeah. I think it's going to have to well, be I'll bigger say, than hold that. Hold on, maybe one day there'll be something there. Yeah, <laughs> one day. So you can get a couple of lines out of it. So is there anything that you could say somebody if it was like you and you go right, forget that, forget that, forget that. This, well, who am I giving this. advice to? To yourself, I suppose. I'm giving advice to so myself. Ten, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, something you should have done more of or less of or don't do that or do this. <laughs> Must be something. Like if it was me, I, I'd say stop. My, the perfection slowed you down. You can't, there's no perfection. Stop trying to chase it. It doesn't work. Let it go. Because I can remember I just everything was fucking perfect and everybody around me was perfect or fucking nothing. That was it. So you wouldn't take but such spent, an absolutist approach. Yeah, because I, I'm still half letting it go. You have to let people be I must human have, beings. I must have missed that day. <laughs> My standards are rock bottom and I'm, I'm not giving any more away. Oh, no comment. Right. So what I'm saying is Sorry. anything that you sell. Just be glad you're here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anything. You wouldn't be here otherwise. That's exactly. what I've lowered my standards so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that where, you were able to walk that in. I was letting the door. <laughs> no, so, yeah, it's, there must be something that you go, if I'd have done that, that would have been easier. I should have done that a bit quicker. Um, I think, I think that the, the, I, 
it's always the way you look at your own career. I think that definitely having children at the points I had them, and some were intended at those points and some were less intended, uh, certainly stalls things and slows things down. There was With my first kid, I underestimated how much that would right, the dragon slow thing. Because you had your first child but after your B, uh, BSc or is that right? Sorry. No, I had her after my PhD. But okay. right, but when I, so by the time I finished my PhD, I had a number of television credits. I was a professional comedian. I was yeah, working yeah. on the circuit and I just thought, oh, I'm just going to retire, have a kid, come back again, you know, and sl- slot right back in. And that's not how the world works. If you're gone, they think you're gone. Yeah. Especially yeah. back in those days. Oh, she's had a kid. We won't see her again. She'll be a mum now. Well, I suppose nowadays you could keep doing stuff at home, even on YouTube. Not now you could, easy. but yeah, that didn't yeah, exist back then. Right yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. so not literally back then. But I mean, if somebody coming up, you would say... Well, you were asking me to give advice to myself yeah, 10, 15 years ago. But I mean, All right, so my advice to myself 10, 15 years ago is YouTube's coming. Watch it. Like, watch it. YouTube's right. coming. Facebook's coming. Get in there YouTube's early. coming. Netflix is coming. Like, <laughs> be aware of that. Buy shares in Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Buy Bitcoin. There's this guy called Zuckerberg. He looks yeah. like an ass. But well, I, I tell everyone, fucking sacrifice more. We all want to have everything and the this and that and the other. Uh, there was a, an acting teacher once. Um, oh, I can't remember her bloody name. She's a voice coach. But she was, she was saying... Um, it's not advice, but the advice is know that the people you're up against. So you want to go on holidays and there's only one holiday a year and you want to get a little car or you want to stick. She said, no, that there are, there are people living in a room with no TV, mm. with no family and are working 20 hours a day to get to be an actress. They're spending any penny they've got on acting classes. They're spending their spare money on vocal classes. She said, if you want to get involved... Just know that what you've got, you're up against those people. That exists now in comedy. Yeah. Definitely. There are people who but can still live with their parents or who, you know, who have another job while they're working on it so that they can afford to go further for less money, you know? Yeah. The, but they, I, don't, I think that thing of really sacrificing, uh, like just going, it's That's why in, I quite love a Snoop Dogg when he got that, some kind of lifetime award and he said, I want to thank me for never taking a day off. Yeah. Yeah. Although, funny enough, yes, uh, what day's today? Friday, I was talking to somebody about Snoop Dogg, and I sort of like him, but I have to remember that he promotes being a pimp. Now, that's fine, Hollywood, P-I-M-P, and yeah, all yeah. that. And I go, right, but if you've grown up around people that do that, there's no P-I-M-P, they're sex traffickers and people commit suicide. And so that thing that he promotes, it's like that weird blurring of life again, where pimp, what, you're mm. a sex trafficker? We, is that a funny thing? Is that, is that something you're proud of when you ring? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there's Sex a lot of traffic. But then uh, a lot of rap music does promote. Yeah, I know, but it's the fact that he's so, so well known and he's music. still promoting yeah. the fact I used to be a pimp. You go, oh, okay, so how many women killed themselves or took heroin? And... Was he actually a pimp? Yeah, well, he says he is, so that's enough. Of that. Oh, that. Why promote that? I don't know. Um, so your advice would be don't, uh, don't be a pimp. <laughs> Definitely. Well, try not to be. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean... I was going to make a joke. No, that's just. A, I mean, that's just a pyramid scheme on a on a micro level, isn't it? It's yeah, I just, guess so. the there's women, there's self employed women out there doing what they need to do to survive, and you're skimming ten percent off the top. Yeah. Yesterday, I was having a long conversation with somebody about when I used to do security for escorts mm-hmm. and the different types of people you meet. That and I was how actually, are we only getting to this now? I've been I've been pulling at it's this. Trying to, like, I'm trying to check to the legalities of my background because I've done so much bad stuff for so long morally always on the right hand side which was my problem i didn't know morals had a left and a right hand side yeah i had to come from a shitty background but i was stupidly fairly decent (laughs) i had a moral that's because you never watched itv 
Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, could be. I mean, oh, well, that you really circled that round. That was beautiful. That yeah, was, you're, that welcome. Could, <laughs> you're welcome. Although um, you did have to suffer visits <laughs> yeah. from the priest periodically yeah. as a child, so I don't um, know. Oh, we weren't talking about that on on air, was we? The no. Irish. Okay, so that didn't that felt flat. That joke. <laughs> I don't know about? when you turned the cameras on. To be honest, we never do. I thought they just say, "Oi, we're recording," <laughs> and that's where it starts. Well, it's because you go into a rant and a ramble, and then we're like, "We've got to stop in," you know. See, that's the thing. It's your terminology. I'm very sane and very sort of straightforward, and everyone else is all. I don't think you're supposed to use those words on yourself. Other people need to describe you as that for it no, to be true. No, they need to be bloody told. I'm, I'm not. The, I've told you before. It's the Lauren Hardy. I'm the freak now. I'm the sensible one. The world's yeah. gone mental. So now I'm the freak being sensible. I'm on my own for being the sensible one. That's the one that does it without all the emotions and the worry and the distress. And I'm doing it for everyone else, not me. Everyone else is doing it for them. But somehow I've become the fucking out the outsider. It doesn't make any sense. I, know, I just like poking the bear. Um, so what kind of stuff have you, what's, what, you've, what have you got coming up next? Kind of, is there something we can point people to? Uh, well, so. certainly if you're free on Tuesday night, it's in Bethnal Green. Oh, so yeah, come to Comedy Unleashed if you're interested. I mean, don't come if you're a comedy version. Oh, you're at Comedy can, Unleashed. I, I happen to be there this oh, Tuesday. Right, okay. And then again in September. Okay. Um, uh, what else? I mean, I'm around. I mean, uh, well, how, how how wide is your reach? I'm in Amsterdam for two weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. No. You, uh, no, no, headlining over there. We've got Dutch listeners. We've got lots in Vietnam. Yeah. In Vietnam. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not in Vietnam anytime soon. Japan. But, we've got some in Japan. Ooh, and then also nice. your your YouTube. I'd go there. You've got your YouTube channel, haven't you? I've got a YouTube. Yeah, so YouTube. Would I just go Realina? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fine. Real, there's no yeah. other Realina. That's surprisingly so many <laughs> Indonesian housewives called Realina on Facebook. I thought the Is name was joke? unique. No. Oh no. If you so look doesn't... up Realina on Facebook, yeah. there's me, and then there's all of these other women that kind of look like me. Oh, like, really? Just I'm every, not alone. Every, everyone Comedian. decided to steal your identity. Like <laughs> they, all the identity it's, apparently, it's a really common name, and yeah. I can't. I can't even have Realina on Twitter because someone got there before oh, me. Yeah. Never yeah. used it. Just uh, sits on the name. Got someone did that. Someone wrote a book and uh, under the name Andrew Fawn. And I, I was like, are you for real? Because I had people going, oh, did you write a book? I didn't know that. And I was like, no. Well, it annoys me. John Higgins, the football the, the, uh, oh, the, the famous snooker yeah. well, the snooker player. One of the champion. greatest snooker players of all time, is it? <laughs> Just to get back to page 10 before yeah. he pops up. And he's more talented than the snooker player, by the way. Mm. He is. What's the bloody hitting a ball? <laughs> Nothing. Anyway, He's, so you have a YouTube channel. We've yep. been just fine by really. You, you find me on all the, so I'm on the Twitter, the, 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 Twitter. Face, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Insta, and the YouTube. And you're presumably the top link every time. If, if people just search. If you search your... my name spelled correctly, yes. Yeah, okay. What would be the other spelling? Well, people put H's in there. They put E's in there. Oh. Oh, really, and Real, no, but, um, but really, yeah, it can be R-H-E-A, can't it? It can, if you're Greek. Yeah. You could have the the real Leon. You could go for that. The real put that in front of everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Real Ina. The real yeah. Ina. And do you have any more sort of TV stuff coming up or radio stuff coming up? Or? Uh, what's the day today? Sunday. Sunday. No date. Oh, seventh. Is July. it the seventh? Oh, yeah. today's the last day you can see me on Comedy Underground on iPlayer. Okay. okay. So oh, you're on, there. on there. Yeah, and if you go, if you Google Comedy Underground, I'm the one with my picture, okay. the episode that has my picture on it, um, and then. And then, actually, if you go to YouTube, the stuff I think someone's put the BBC World Service gig from Christmas is up. Yeah, there. I think I saw that. I had a yeah. look, I had a quick look earlier because I was looking. I was actually looking at your songs, your Alabama protest song. Oh, and uh, how did it make you feel? It made me laugh. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and it made me think. I was like, yeah, because it was about the. Uh, there was a line about the uh, how people, you know, who are making the decisions, you know, they would give because it was to do. There was a line about testicular cancer, wasn't there? I, 
yeah. So, so abortion is obviously a very strong topic yeah. and it's not easily handled in a comedic environment. You have to really know your audience. Um, and actually I, I as Jimmy Carl found out. Very so recently. I premiered that song actually in Amsterdam. Um, and, and it went really well. I was like, I'm nervous in London, but in Amsterdam, I started in Amsterdam and, was, and then had the confidence to bring to the UK. Um, so do look that up, but I am not in favor of what's happening in Alabama and Georgia and, so, and generally in the U S that reduces. So Roe v. Wade happened in, in the seventies, which means that, that abortion has to be legal across the U S because that was a Supreme court decision. However, the actual ins and outs of how it's legal is left up to individual states, and they've been, re- you know, restricting and restricting and restricting access and ability to have. So in Georgia, you can have an abortion, but not after the fetus has a heartbeat, which happens around six, seven weeks of pregnancy, which means you can often have a fetus with a heartbeat before you even know you're yeah. pregnant. So, you know, or or the the width of the corridors in abortion clinics have to be this wide, and, and that shut a lot of clinics across the U.S. because they're like, mm, they're not wide enough. Uh, in order to do with- because they're they're trying to scaremonger people into believing that abortions are more dangerous than they are and going well if anything goes wrong you need to put them on a gurney and rush them to hospital see, they okay. needed to have abortion doctors having admission rights to local hospitals which they don't tend to have either in case something goes wrong um so all of the clinics that couldn't have a gurney down you know but but m- these are very rare. They're, so they're legislating for extremely rare cases, which actually reduces the majority of them from being able to okay. to happen. So it's, it's become very tricky to be a woman in the U.S. I mean, <laughs> it, even after all of that, they and luckily they've dropped the charges. But at one point in Alabama, they were charging a woman with manslaughter who got shot while pregnant and lost the baby. And they said, you are responsible for the death of your baby because so you she- started the fight that ended up you getting... Oh, yeah, I remember. The, what the yeah. hell? Mm. Now, they've Lunacy. now dropped the charges, but there was a period of time where they were going to convict, a, or they were trying to convict a, a, a woman who got shot, a victim of, of gun. And yeah. the other woman who shot the gun was let off, <laughs> even though it's not legal to shoot people. So, oh, but if you shoot someone who started a fight who happens to be yeah. pregnant, who happened to lost the baby, oh, well, then it's okay. I mean, because in America, they do tend to be more on whoever, you know, whoever starts the fight... If they get something happens, then that's their fault for starting the fight. But I don't understand that. That exactly. I, the, the, I, being saying, I live at, in a comedy. I live in a comedy world. That's, that's what. But it's, yeah, getting, but then mm. getting shot. And yeah, that's have you got cool. any um, jokes to end the show on? No, <laughs> nothing. I don't end on abortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah we should no, just that. Yeah, it was only because we. Well, you're into comedy. You not got one one joke in your head. Not that I can think. We've of, got the no. pub one. The, the I horse. did. My, I copied my. Uh, I copied the joke from Jimmy. Does it, is, have you ever been a victim of uh, joke stealing? Have you ever had someone steal a joke? You know, I I was doing, it's funny, actually, I was doing an Oscar Pistorius joke and I had it in my show. And then uh, about a month or two later, Jimmy Carr got in trouble for telling that joke. And I was like, that's my joke. <laughs> but there's no way that he would have, yeah. you know, th- there's no actual way that he would have seen me. Because what happens sometimes is that big comics have writers. The writers go and watch shows. And oh, like, yeah. Well, you they, told me. So it is technically Comedians so, have writers. That pissed me off. Yeah. That really pissed me off. Because that's Do a you have a writer? Is this going to be a fight? Um, I have worked with writers in the past. Like I've tried. Like I, I, I had a corporate, and I didn't have time to. You know, it was a, it was a corporate, two Dutch people in Holland, and because of my schedule, I didn't have time to research that company as much as I wanted to. So I trialed hiring someone to just write me some generic jokes about that company so that I had something to go with. Yeah, in the end, I didn't enough. use, in the end, I didn't use them, but to just have, to be able to have a cheat sheet so of think, stuff and go, okay, let's just see what there is. Why have a load of writers 
writing jokes why don't they just be the comedians why are, they, why are you giving jokes to someone yeah but we all write for each other as well I mean I and then uh, you know and then I was doing a topical comedy show last week where I, I worked with you know I've sat and worked with people and we can sit there together and go okay I've got this half idea about Nigel Farage and I you know can you help me finish it you know that kind of thing so writing together is common and asking someone to write for you is not uncommon but you still have to make it your own but every, yeah. that it's very common, especially if you're at a level where you're being asked to produce. If you're on Mock the Week every week for, what is it, six, 12 weeks, however long a season is, yeah. that's a lot of content to try and come up yeah, with on your I own. I just think if you can't do it, don't. you've got to be you. Like I told you I like comedians, I've got a lot of reverence for comedians. And when I found out that they're not writing their own stuff, it's like another delusion, another bullshit. I do remember that day, actually. That really like, pissed me yeah, off. Yeah, it was like I told him Santa wasn't Because I've only got a few groups of people that I like, and that they were always one. And we said, well, it's not them, it's their writers. Going, yeah, but they're still, they're still picking what works within their voice. Blurred lines. I'm having a blurred See, line. No, I, would feel, I would feel terrible if it was me. That's what all I'm saying. Right. Um, yeah, the only joke I could think of was with the, the, it's so old, but it's just it's the, 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 the it's the horse in the pub, and the guy says, "Why the long face?" <laughs> That's the only one I've got. <laughs> oh, there was um, what was um? I'll put my glass on for this. So if it if it goes bad, I know that it's the glass. So what was his name used to wear the fez? Oh, Tommy Cooper. <laughs> yeah, he had one joke. Where we're, we're hitting where all the top of, where <laughs> all, all the, the kids are really, yeah. He said, <laughs> got my glasses on, yeah. So um, he said, um, uh, I want to get fit. So he said, uh, I went into uh, the fitness centre and I said to the head guy, right, um, I want to be as uh, strong as a fit as a gymnast. And he said, he took a step back, looked at me, he said, um, well, how flexible are you? And he said, I can't do Tuesdays. Bloody glasses. I knew they yeah. would work. Classic. A classic. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, thank you very much. Let's get out of here. Yeah, thank on you. that. Uh, thank you very Cheers, much. Pleasure. Really pleasure. Thank Thanks, you very guys. much. And uh, what is the thing that uh, we can catch you on iPlayer now just for the rest of the Comedy day? Underground. Comedy Underground. Comedy Underground. Today only. Today only. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you can finish off your uh, my My, my thank you. pig dog. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh!